I could go on for hours, but I'll cut the messages here and wish you both a fantastic go fest with 50 or 51 shinies minimum each. Ooh, that didn't age well. <laughs> Sorry, I appreciate the, the well wishes though. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. GoFest post-fest recovery is in full swing. You know what's funnier than 24? Level 50. Retighten those laces. Three weeks of ultra unlock goodness is heading our way. This upcoming Community Day has some of us jumping for joy. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the GoCast podcast. It's July 28th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. And with me, I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. What's going on, man? It's nothing. I'm still recovering. How about you? Oh, boy, oh boy, am I recovering. I feel like I'm never going to be able to catch up on the sleep I lost this weekend, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, man. But uh, hey, Kyle and I are back fresh from the fight. That is GoFest Weekend 2020. We'll talk all about that and, of course, all the feedback from people and their GoFests. There is so much actual new news to cover as well. Boy, yeah, I've got some coffee in front of me. I'm ready to go. Kyle, you got your Pepsi? I do. <laughs> Sweet. We're locked in. Let's do it. But quick, before we do, shout out to four brand new patrons. Thank you so much for your support. Eric, Goku, Zachary, and Wolfie. Thank you to the four of you so, so much. We appreciate your support, and we hope that you are enjoying the Discord. Uh, that being said, I wanted, I do want to promote the Discord a little bit here because Cameron in the Discord started doing a collaborative playlist, and it's one yeah. of the most fun yeah. things we've done in a long time, and I think it's really cool. So, ooh, collaborative playlists are always a lot of fun. But anyway, why don't we take a quick look at our goals? We won't go into too much detail surrounding the GoFest-related stuff because we'll talk about that when we actually dissect our GoFest experience in uh, the news section here. So Kyle and I both wanted to get around 50 shinies. He wanted to get 50. I wanted to get greater than 50. <laughs> no spoilers yet. We'll get there. Kyle, did you get 50 shinies? No. Chris, did you get more than 50 shinies? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, that's just uh, that's just a no-go for us then. No <laughs> point if we misjudge that. Uh, all right. Next up for you, Kyle, you wanted to max an Alolan Marowak. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. I forgot. I forgot that that was a goal okay. this week. No, Hang it's on. all right. Cut the tape. Cut the tape. <laughs> it's done. It's done. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. All right. Great. Great job. Um, did you catch a shiny Alolan Marowak? I did. Okay. Don't did. Don't, don't you do it. Don't do it. The 350 Stardust? 350,000 oh. Stardust. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Like, indeed. Good job. Good Probably job. double that, honestly. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I looked at the, how much dust I had after the weekend and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I can't you. get a, I can't get a good sense because I think I also spent 500,000 this weekend, 450,000. Mm. So yeah, fair enough. Um, for myself, Kyle, by the way, three out of four. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 500,000 Stardust for me. I definitely got like around six or 700 cause I started the weekend at like 500,000 and I'm like, 1.1 mil right now something like that um two shiny chancy i got zero yeah. one shiny little the marowak i got zero oh. 
Shiny Gibble was on my list, and I'm happy to cross that one out. Yay. So two out of five. Good <laughs> lord. Oh hey, my god. I win the week. This is one of my worst weeks ever. Oh boy, I cannot wait to talk about this. So why don't we just kind of stop beating around the bush and let's just get into the news. And of course, the first piece of news is going to be what just happened over the weekend. The answer is Go Fest, of course. We're going to take this one day at a time. We're going to give you kind of like a little summary of each day first, and then we'll give you our experience on each of the given days. So let's start with day one. The bonuses were boosted Pokemon spawns for all who purchase a ticket, special research that gives a decent number of items, new shiny Pokemon released, including Heatmore, Hatwearing, Kanto Starters, and Unknown, three weeks of Ultra Unlock bonuses if enough global challenges were completed. There were five rotating habitats over the 10 hours. Each habitat rotated through twice. There was Battle, Friendship, Fire, Water, Grass. We talked about those. We'll talk about those spawn pools in just a little bit here because they each had their own unique one. It was very interesting. The G and O unknown were spawning off of incense and Wash Rotom was photobombing throughout the day. Very exciting. I have a list of notable spawns here. We'll come back and talk about the quality of the overall spawn pool in just a moment. But the notable spawns in the battle habitat was Durant, Gibble, Croagunk, Dratini, Zangoose, Seviper, and Stunfisk. That might have been the most exciting pool out of all of them. We'll circle yeah. back. Oh, yeah, okay. We never mind. I thought so, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, for friendship, the interesting spawns were Chimeco. Thank you, Team Instinct, for that. Woobat, Chansey, Clefairy, and Jigglypuff. For Grass, there was Leafeon, Venusaur, Aloman, Executor. Fire had Heatmore, Litwick, Darumaka, Alola, Marowak, and Charizard. And Water had Aloma Mola, just because it's rare, not because of any other reason. Blastoise, Carvana, Clampearl, and Quillfish. Quillfish is an interesting one. Talk about that in just a second here. New Pokemon were added overall. There were starters, well, the Kanto starters, Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle with Pikachu visors. Rotom was introduced to the game, and Victini was introduced to the game over this weekend as well. There were some new shinies added for the first time ever. The starters that were just introduced also had shiny versions, so you could have gotten a shiny Charmander with a Pikachu visor on it, for example. Tangela's shiny was added. The G and the O unknown shinies were added, and this is important because they are the first shinies in the unknown family. Very exciting. Quillfish was added, and this is huge because Quillfish needs a reason to be likable other than just a couple of niche uses in PvP. Looking out for my boy Quillfish. Woobat was added. That's a very satisfying shiny. Heatmore was added. That's a killer shiny. It's got some of that Charizard energy going on. It's got that black, <laughs> you know, it, tur- it turns black colored, right? And some interesting highlights. It's really neat. Durant's shiny was added as well to kind of keep that duo a little bit balanced. They were raid bosses throughout the weekend. And these are going to be true of both days except for tier five. But on day one, there were Timber and Clink in tier one. In tier two, it was Curlia, who I never saw any I of. I didn't either. I don't know what happened there. But Alone Executor saw it by the thousands. Oh and Gibble, God. we saw it in the ones. Tier three, Aerodactyl, Skarmory, and Chansey. I think I did one Aerodactyl for a friend and that was it. Yeah. Tier four, Blastoise, Charizard, and Venusaur. Not worth the pass in my opinion. It might have been worth the pass. It wasn't worth the time. I in my not opinion, worth the pass either. Okay, fair been, enough. If they had been the clones, it would have been worth it. That would have been sweet. Or if, like we were talking about before, if you caught them and then they had the community day move on them or something. Yeah. That would have been pretty sweet. And then tier five, this is kind of a surprise, but Groudon and Kyogre were both available throughout the day. That was a very nice surprise. Weren't we just talking about those two? I think we were. And look at that manifest right there. 
<laughs> so anyway, we're going to do a day one check. Let's let, we're going to do this kind of structure because there's a lot to go through. So first of all, just kind of off the top, just if you had to say it in one sentence, Kyle, did you enjoy day one or not? I did. I mean, I had a great time day one, but I think it was probably more because of the social aspect than the event necessarily. Okay. For day one. I would say something similar. I was really busy that day running in and out, but the time that I was able to stay focused and play, it was really hot. And that's my only complaint, more or less. Oh, yeah, it was, it was very warm. <laughs> yeah, I was sweating just sitting in a chair in the shade. That's how bad it was by us. Very humid. Very, very humid. But other than that, I think the event was fantastic considering that it was remote. Had a good time. We were very lucky we had a park to go out and play in, but I have some friends that stayed home only and played, and they still got quite the shiny hall. They did everything. They completed the research. It was great, at least from our perspective, right? Yeah. So then what are the things you wanted to complain about? And this might be a good time to talk about the spawn pools. Yeah. So it's it's not all sunshines, as you guys know from me by now. I was wholly ready to be coming into this episode extremely upset and disappointed with the way things were specifically the spawn pools and then to a lesser to a lesser extent the shiny rates we'll talk about the spawn pools first and then the, the shiny stuff second the spawn pools were actually awful i think in my opinion almost across the board i think battle and fire had saving graces that made them interesting hmm. water friendship and grass were very dull chimeco saved friendship in my opinion okay and so that that left me with a minimum four hours of this event that I just didn't want to look at my phone. Oh, interesting. even though okay. there were shinies to check in those two hours, grass and water. Yeah, I think um, I think I agree with you on some of the pools. I don't agree with you on all of the pools. I think battle was completely fine because each one had a shiny chance. Um, but there are several of these pools where some of these candidates did not. And it felt weird. I, like I said, grass and water in particular just didn't make sense. Sea dot, Snivy, Sunkern, Trico. Like, what were these spawns? Fungus and Pharaoh Seed were also in the grass biome, and neither could be shiny. Right. Same with Cherim, by the way. Also, yeah. Cherim's BCR is so frustratingly low. Yeah, no, one wants, it, no one wants to it, catch one. Unless it's not to. fun to catch. At least, I will say, Water had the saving grace that that was the hour with Triple Stardust for catching yeah but even still you had Slowpoke, poke mudkip tim pole alomomola all couldn't be shiny and of course vaporeon yeah. was also in there but that's kind of neat it's an evolution it's more stardust if it's an evolution it gets a free pass because of the stardust i think that that's true yes especially blastoise i think was spawning in the wild during that that was really cool i like that yeah the, the they were spawning off of incense the the second yeah. stage yeah so I, I would agree with you, right? And I just, I think that there are a couple of the pools that were much weaker than others. Water is one of them, right? Slowpoke is in that pool. Why do I want to do that? I think general Timpole, Oshawott in Why? particular, the starters from the most recently released generation frustrated me so much throughout the entire weekend. Tepig, Oshawott, like I didn't want that. I didn't want to see them at all, Snivy. I didn't want to see them. Yep. I was pretty much done every single time they popped up they're like why are you taking a spot in my spawn pool but it was kind of cool that they were you know they were accessible to other people maybe you don't get a lot of water spawn so Oshawa might be difficult for you to come across more often than not but in my opinion if I was the person designing these spawn pools it would have been even if it's going to be filler right like Carvana 
is a great pick for filler because it has a shiny option and people like the shiny variant. That's fine. It doesn't need to be meta. It just needs yeah. to be exciting in its own right if it's going to deserve a spot in that pool. Slowpoke, not shiny, no meta relevance. Dislike that choice. I think the best way to put it is that Fire, Battle, and Friendship, which I think were pretty good pools together, even if you didn't necessarily like the spawns, they had saving graces in each one. Fire yes. had Alola Marowak, Litwick, and Darumaka. Even if all you saw besides that was Torchic, those were good things to catch. 100%. Yeah. Friendship had, you know, the Chansey, which is the rare that can be shiny. It had Togetic, which extra Stardust. And then it had a couple of other, it had Chimeco, which again, Stardust. Wubat in the wild was exciting and Togetic in the wild was exciting. Yeah. And then, of course, Battle had Gibble in it. You know, it had Stunfisk, which people want a bunch of. Allegedly Croagunk. There was there was Croagunk. Yeah, there were Croagunk. There was supposed to be Croagunk day two, and I didn't see any. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. But and it also you know it had Sableye. The battle pool was good. You were kind of interested to see, except for maybe Swablu. That's kind of weird, even though I know Altaria's meta. But and, and it's also a shiny chance, and people like the shiny Swablu. It's just a very common spawn around here, so it's yeah right. But it ain't a slowpoke. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the spawn pools and some of them kind of left a little bit to be desired. But I think there was, like you said, there's a silver lining in every single pool. So, again, it's, there was something positive to focus on at any point in time. Hello, Bamola. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Slapfish. It's okay. No, no. It's fine. Whatever. But, but. <laughs> yeah. So, overall, why don't we talk about our shiny halls? What'd you get? Okay. So, for day one, I got Growlithe, Heatmore, Seviper. Croagunk, Jigglypuff, Metatite, Machop, Dratini, and two shiny Gibble. Yeah, baby, two <laughs> shiny Gibbles. Oh man, I can already hear the hate mail being written. They were, they were <laughs> almost completely back to back too. Maybe five minutes between them. Yeah, that last hour was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, I also got a shiny Kyogre from a raid, but I wasn't really counting that. But if you want to, you can. I made the argument that you could because it was from the event, but you were saying it was not afforded to you because of the event as like a chance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For myself, I got a Meryl, Clampearl, Wobbuffet, Roselia. Oh my gosh, like my fifth <laughs> or sixth Roselia. Clefairy, a Sunkern, an Execute, a Slackoth, and also two Gibbles. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I didn't think we were going to make it out of that, that last hour alive. Oh my I thought people God, were going to start throwing rocks at our heads, man. <laughs> we had, there was a group of maybe like, eight to ten people left by the end of that day and both chris and i got four shiny gibble within the last like 20 minutes and everybody's <laughs> just looking daggers at us everybody it's a good time other people got shiny gibble it just like that back to back for both of us was like yeah. yes yeah. yes <laughs> chris was chris was ready to disown me though after the second one because he still hadn't got his first i was very ready and then I, I showed it to you quietly that second one and then you yelled and you gave me away <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right let's move into to day two day one in summary good a couple of things were that were misses but largely not so bad shout out really quick to, in solidarity to our friends in apac who had some issues early on 
there's like an hour and a half that the game was lost, almost two hours of connectivity issues for our folks over in the APEC uh, time zones. And Niantic has come out and said, hey, we're going to have a makeup event or something. We have no details on it. They just said, hey, we're going to do something. Of course, mm-hmm. let, you know, you all know exactly what that's going to be once we know what it is and once we all kind of know what it is. But as of right now, all we know is that there will be some sort of makeup activity and if it's, I mean, Kyle and I can kind of speak to this because we had our makeup day for GoFest for the day got rained out um, last year, and it was great. Our makeup day was fantastic. So if it's yeah. anything like that, it'll be great. You guys will love it. So why don't we do day two next? Day two was a completely different thing. It was supposed to be a huge, huge secret, and, and it was. Nobody really found out what it was, but everybody's sort of on the money with their guesses. It was super <laughs> Go Rocket related. Everybody got it. The balloon mechanic was just introduced before that. All fun and games, right? Grunts were at every stop and refreshing rather quickly, and they were allowing for a full day of rocket stops to those that wanted to do that. Uh, new leader lineups for the day included Arlo, had Mawile, Caesar, and Moltres. Sierra had Beldum, Houndoom, and Zapdos. Cliff had Pinsir, Tyranitar, and Articuno. And Giovanni had Persian, Sandslash, and Mewtwo. Interesting. Shadow Mewtwo and Victini were both obtainable by completing stage four of six of the special research GoFest 2020 rocket straight to victory. That is the only spoiler for the special research we're going to be giving out for this weekend there are several of you that may not have finished it but started it so you should just go and explore that on your own but those are two big gets that we need to highlight so i apologize in advance but the rest of it's safe so experience your special research (laughs) ray bosses were the same as they were in day one but in tier five instead of groudon and kyogre they gave us giratine ah giratine o dialga and palkia very exciting for those middle two giratine o and dialga were huge mm-hmm. huge we'll come back to that in a second there apparently i wasn't even hatching 7k eggs but there was an event specific 7k egg pool that had ready for this it's a list of 18 i'm gonna go through this real quick oh you better just turn turn your podcast speed down to half speed hold up here we go pichu cleffa iglebuff togepi azuril baniri munchlax boobat happeny eevee badoo riolu chingling galeria zigzoo galarian meowth galarian daramaka galarian farfetch'd and galarian stunfisk those are all in the 7k egg pool now Babies, one or two things that are interesting and not babies or Galarian forms, and then Galarian forms. That's pretty much it. So, woohoo. 18 Pokemon in any pool is too much. <laughs> Especially when some of them are just real bad anyways. Uh, Eevee? Yeah. Why is that in my e- 7K e- egg pool? Eevee. Why? Woobat after having been in the wild all day. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's shiny chance too. That's okay, I guess, to a degree. But I mean, a Baneary? And a, I don't want to hatch a Baneary from a 7K egg. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You, you didn't want to catch a Baneary in the wild either. How'd no, but it was out? added to the spawn pool for some reason, <laughs> so that's fine. Anyway, for day two, they pretty much had a lot of the commons that were from the spawn pools in day one, and then off of incense, a lot of the rare Pokemon were spawning, such as Ola Marowak and stuff. It was also spawning in the wild, but mostly from incense. And I found, I found, let's move into our kind of like feedback about it a little bit really quick. I found that the spawn pool on day two was good. I loved it. What did yeah. you think, Kyle? I know it didn't change all day, but what did you think about it overall? I thought it was drastically superior, but it may have been more related to the fact that it wasn't based on themes. Uh, yeah, it was It was all themed around just the, what the rare stuff was from the day before and what's yeah. not to love about that, right? I mean, like, it helped that because it was spawning not just off of incense. On day one, Alolan Marowak, for example, 
only spawned off of incense. There was no wilds at all. Right, right. But because it was spawning in the wild, it's a rare spawn. That means it's going to show up on your nearby so you can go hunt them, which is what I did for the first hour and a half of the event. I saw an Alola Marowak. I drove to that Pokestop. Well, Kyle, that begs the question then. What are your shinies for day two? Uh, Okay, so my shinies for day two were two shiny tall boys. Wow. A shiny Pikachu hat Squirtle. A second shiny Metatite. A shiny Alolan Grimer. A third shiny Gibble. (laughs) (laughs) And and two shiny Alolan Marowak. Yeah, dude, those last three in particular really, really just... (laughs) Really just grind my gears. <laughs> I, I, I went I went very hard for the Alola Marowak. I will say that. <laughs> uh, did you were you outside during day two? I was admittedly I was in the car most of the day because the heat index was 106. I was also in the car most of the day because it was absurdly hot. I went out for about yes. five minutes to hit some extra stops and then go back in my car. And I was like, all right, I'm sweating again. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I was sit- I was driving around with my sister, right? Um, and we had the air conditioning on, and then we rolled on the window to talk to Terry because he was in the park. We were driving around just checking spawns and stuff. And we're like, oops. And, and I opened, no, I rolled down the window to say something to him, and then all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. And I was like, what is going on out here? My gosh, the humidity yeah. was insane. Um, but anyway, for for my shinies, I got a um, I got two shiny Magikarp, a Tangela shiny Tangela, also a shiny. Pikachu visor, Squirtle, yep. a shiny Quillfish, Carvana, Woobat, and finish it off. Big finish, Baneri. Ah. Thanks. Thanks for that, Baneri. Wow. Yeah, I finished it with a Gibble. He finished it with a Baneri. Yep, that's uh, that's uh, how it goes. You know what I mean? That's just sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah. How the cookie crumbles. <laughs> but anyway, overall feedback on day two. Anything else that's notable? I got a lot of rockets done that day since I'm working on my model. I think I, think I, I did, did more rockets than you did. Yeah, I only did like 36. I think I yeah. did like 55. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was only out for about four hours. And then once I got home, I was running an incense and also doing rockets, balloons when I felt like it. Because 1,500 Stardust for the work was astounding. Yeah. Yeah. But I also got a 15-14-14 Dialga, who will eventually be my best buddy to use in Master League if he's not nerfed by then. So. Nice. Well, you better get to walking then because that nerf is a coming, I'm sure. Uh, maybe. Yeah. They had their opportunity. I found that I, I could have probably been grinding those rocket stops all day, but I was really interested in the spawn pool more than I was about the rocket, to be I, super honest with you. This is fantastic because this leads into the discussion that I'd like to have about the day two. Whereas day one felt like almost there wasn't enough happening or to do. Day two felt like there was too much to do you it just you were bombarded with everything they put in raid bosses that people haven't seen in a while and very highly sought after Mm -hmm. both giratinas and dialga very very relevant for pvp you need one if you don't want to be floored basically i was about to disagree with you but the raid boss addition i think is correct i think if they hadn't had brought out sought after raid bosses that the day would have been completely balanced but I mean, that's definitely it was it was one too many thing, but any of them overbalances it because the spawns were actually really good. Like this is a positive, but rocket leaders were so quick and easy to do, and they gave such a healthy amount of stardust. And it's worth mentioning 
they brought back some legacy shadow Pokemon that we hadn't seen in a while. Sableye. Sableye, Machop, and Dratini were all in the pool, and all of those are very good. So now you want to do rocket stops. But when you're doing a rocket stop, you can't be catching Pokemon. When you're catching Pokemon, you can't be doing a rocket stop. When you're doing a rage, you can't be doing either of those two. And so suddenly you're like, I'm paralyzed for fear because how should I be using my time? Type of thing. Right. Right. So so pretty much what I did, my approach, and you can share yours as well, Kyle, but my approach was have my Pokeball Plus going and just catching the spawn pools over and over again. And then I would find a place where there's a bunch of stops where I could sit, work through five Team Rocket stops. And by the time I'm done with those, like the last one, they've all refreshed. And that was pretty much like my day. I would have done basically the same thing, but my Go Plus decided it just doesn't like me anymore. And I have since <laughs> ordered a new one. And hopefully True. that solves my issues. So I was... Basically, I didn't catch very much on day two. I was shiny checking basically every single Gibble I caught and then every Alola Marowak I checked. And then I did rocket stops when I felt like there was a lull in the time. Okay. And then basically every single time time someone sent me a Dialga or a Giratino raid, I accepted it and I did it. I also accepted every single Gibble invite. Same. Now, this yes. is the, this seems like a perfect transition to talking about. Both of these days felt more like a monstrous raid event than they did a GoFest. And it was right. it was kind of wild. Not necessarily a negative either. No, I think I think that's the sort of that was it was a raider's dream in a lot of ways. But there were things for everybody. If you just wanted to go out and you wanted to farm spawn pools, there mm-hmm. was interesting things for you to do. If you were a go rocket person day two was all for you you know what i mean if you're a raid Mm -hmm. person remote raids came out just before this and there were a lot of highly sought after exciting raids available i mean even tall boys are exciting even though they were out there in a million times you know more so than anything else yeah right it it just those are all just exciting raids to do with friends now too so i think they tried to hit it from as many different directions as possible the only thing that fell to the wayside was go beta league um, and not just because they disabled it after the first day to help with server load due to some of the issues in APAC, but there just wasn't, other than the odd quest or task, rather, to win a battle in Go Battle League, there was nothing else there, really. Which is fine, because Go Battle League takes too long to fit in some kind of rapid play session like this person right i agree i think everything else was touched on i think everybody else had something to be satisfied with or at least look forward to i think niantic needs to look at day two look at everything that was done and realize the potential each of these things have on their own if in the future we get another say let's say a three hour rocket event where rockets spawn like this with the stardust boost i will do rocket stops for three hours like i will just stay there and do them because i feel like i'm being rewarded well i feel like i'm being rewarded the shadows were good stardust is good and they were just a little bit easier so i didn't have to use you know two revives every time i fought a grunt for example yeah no day two was really interesting i think what you're saying about the overall the overall go fest is true so i what, what would you say like the final conclusion is if you if somebody said hey how was your weekend and you had to summarize it what would you say i think i have one more thing i want to say for people out there before i give a final verdict a lot of people were talking about the shiny rate being really bad and i know i was in that department at the start of the day but at the end of the first day i decided all right i'm going to go back through my shiny recents 
to go fast of last year, see how many I got. And I did. And it's, it's hard to do exactly because I know I traded some of them away and I don't know if I got anything in return, but I only got about 10 shinies at GoFest, for example. So these spawns, at least in my experience, were very close to par for what we should have expected. And I think too many people hadn't been to GoFest or had forgotten and were expecting community day rates. I 100% agree. And and while the shiny rates probably felt a little bit lower, they just weren't like they weren't non-existent. I see a lot of people saying like, oh, the shiny rates were half. The shiny rates were the same as they always are. Like, that's just not true. It's, it's just it's not community not day. Yeah. It's just not community yeah. day. Yeah, I think you're right. That said, my takeaway was it was overall positive. I had a great time. I would have had a fantastic time if it hadn't been 100 degrees on the second day. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't personally stay out for eight hours on that second day so right i would say kind of the same for me the only things that got in the way of me enjoying both of these days to the fullest were weather related and other responsibilities related when i was there and engaging with the event and with the content luckily we didn't have any vast issues in the connectivity or server stability for us that that had already been kind of figured out so there wasn't a lot of frustration around that It just seemed like a good playing experience. And so what this has done for me is this has given me the confidence that they'll be able to do these remote versions of these big fests to give to people that can't make the trip in the future and that it will actually mean something. And it won't just be like, oh, your spawn pools are different. It's like, no, they can do lots of different things without putting stops everywhere to still make the day fun and interesting and engaging and worthwhile. Mm hmm. So bravo to Niantic, I would say. Again, there are definitely there are misses. Don't get us wrong, right? Well, just because yeah. we're both like this was good. Don't get us wrong. We we listed and enumerated several of the issues that we personally had, but I think overall it was good. And Niantic did a great job of pulling it off because they were not planning on doing it this way at the beginning. <laughs> So good on that. But there's more about this. There were ultra unlocks at stake based on our performance at GoFest during the weekend. So here we go. Well, we did it. Uh, thanks to all <laughs> of our hard work during GoFest 2020 weekend, we've unlocked three additional weeks of events. Woohoo! Thankfully, we have this week off to kind of like catch our breath. I know I needed it. The first week is week one, Dragon Week. When is it happening? Friday, July 31st at 1 p.m. to Friday, August 7th at 1 p.m. PDT features include Alone Executor, Horsey, Dratini, Trapinch, Swablu, and Bagon appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you might even find Gibble. Yes, my dream of a third shiny Gibble to rival Kyle is still alive and well. <laughs> Horsey, Dratini, Trapinch, Swablu, and Bagon hatch from 7k eggs. If you're lucky, you might hatch Gibble and Dino too. Rayquaza as a tier 5 raid boss. Oh, hey. I'm sorry. Who said this last week? <laughs> it was uh, it was somebody i don't remember who it was, it was. Somebody. timed research during the week for a chance to encounter two dino yahoo and shiny dino debuts in pokemon go for the first time which is pretty sweet it's green it's got some yeah, green highlights it's, it's green but out of the green shinies it looks really sharp because it's got all that like all the parts that's normally black on it are black still yeah yeah it's it's not a bad shiny it's not a bad shiny yeah, not a bad shiny at all. Ultra Unlock Week 2, Enigma Week. 
running from Friday, August 7th at 1 p.m. to Friday, August 14th at 1 p.m. PDT. Features include, Kyle, you're going to be so jazzed about this, oh, man. I know. I know. Star You, Jigglypuff, Clefairy, Lunatone, Soul Rock, Ball Toy, Bronzor, and LGM, 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 MGM Studios. Appearing more frequently in the wild, Cleffa, Igglybuff, Lunatone, Soul Rock, and LGM hatching from 7K eggs. Bronzong, Clay Doll, and Unknown, U-L-T-R-A. What does that spell? Ultra. Great. Oh, shoot. Ultra appearing in raids. <laughs> Normal form Deoxys is a tier five raid boss. Somebody wanted that. I'm not sure who they were. Shiny Staryu and shiny normal form Deoxys released. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's the hook. All right. So you want to you want to be the one to explain why shiny Staryu is, is great? Uh, I, was, I mean, for those who don't know, if I haven't mentioned it in the past, I just love Staryu and Starmie. It's it's in my top five for favorite Pokemon families. So yes, it's been missing from go and the shinies are sharp they're well the shiny star you is meh shiny star <gasps> is 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 quality oh the star you is the one that i like yeah it turns like all silver yeah I think it's I think it looks good all right everybody i'm gonna need you to go look at shiny star you and then send your angry emails to chris because it's green not silver green you think that's green this is i will Take a sample of this in Photoshop and show you the hex code. Oh, yes. I guess it's like it a pale. Green. It's like a pale. Okay, so the pictures I'm seeing of the Pokemon Go models and the pictures I'm seeing of like shiny Staryu in like Let's Go and stuff look very different. But like I'm looking at the Go model right now. It's so green. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the Go model looks like it has more green in it and everywhere else it looks like it's white. Mm, okay, well, either way. Ty- type in shiny Staryu and see samplings of both color schemes. Okay. Uh, oh yeah oh my god isn't it is, that wild it's it is very... an extreme difference oh my right. god i i until you pointed it out i didn't really scroll down the first returns when you type in shiny star you are all like from let's go and stuff and he looks white maybe a hint of green yeah no this you know? looks significantly better i would hesitate to evolve this star you Right, as it looks sharp. Okay, I thought so too. So I guess we'll see what happens. But man, the jury's still out. It's it's dope either way. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Are we ready to move on to week three? Are you done well, talking about Staryu? One more point. Unknowns in raids. We've been talking about that for, I don't know, two years now? Since the yeah. second GoFest? Yeah. Kind of disappointing. Um, but It'll be interesting. I'm glad they're doing it. Do you That's think all. they'll release the shinies for those five and just not say anything? No, I don't think so. I don't think, I think so either. They're going to let the G and the O be a shiny special until next year. Yeah. Well, it does spell go. So, I, yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to, to walk away from that. So week three is Unova week. It's running from Friday, August 14th at 1 p.m. to Friday, August 21st at 1 p.m. PDT. Features include Seawaddle, Cottony, and other Pokemon originally discovered in the Unova region, appearing more frequently in the wild and hatching from 7k eggs. Bufalant appearing in the wild and hatching from 5km eggs in the regions that it shows up in. It's going to be, I think it's a New York City area type of regional. They said New York City, US, and surrounding areas. So I'm assuming okay. that just means the, you know, the Northeast US. Yeah, I think that's right. Rog and Rolla and other Pokemon from the Unova region appearing in raids. Genesect is a tier five raid boss. Excuse me. 
Shiny Genesect and Shiny Rog and Rolla released. I am going to die this week trying to get that Shiny Genesect. Oh, my gosh. First, Shiny Genesect is really good. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, yes. Uh, Shiny Rog and Rolla is real bad, but the rest of the family is real good. Yeah. Okay. okay, Shiny Rog and Rolla is purple. I like that, but it's still kind of lackluster. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, but the other the other family members look way better. I think yep. you're 100% correct. Mm-hmm. But let's stop talking about anybody else besides Shiny Genesect. It's red <laughs> and it's the best. So I want everybody to get one. I we'll really all go out. One. It'll be great. It'll be a great time. Yahoo. But that's it for the Ultra Unlocks. We'll talk about each of these as we move forward. So you have week one to look forward to next week. We'll be in the midst of it when we record next week. And that'll be very interesting to talk about and discuss. But let's move right along. So many things to look forward to. We got two pieces of news left. This next one was something that was definitely under the radar. Like Kyle and I both missed it. And then I found it and he's like, how did I miss this? Yeah. It, it's, it was delivered on the low key, but it's actually huge news. So one of the pieces of content trainers could enjoy in the virtual team lounge, which was somewhere that people could hang out to see pieces of content that were rolling out, like videos such as this one, but also like there was a schedule and some other fun things. That's where you can get your papercraft stuff. One of the videos was a developer insights video um, where lead project manager Matthew Slemon revealed a couple big surprises. Level 50. So apparently the level cap has been discussed around the Niantic offices for quite some time. And then they just don't quite know what to, to do about it. There's some conflicting conversations. This is what he had to say. Matthew indicated that they didn't want trainers who are well past the level 40 experience requirement to just hit level 50 when it's released. So uh, they don't want it to be based off of experience. So we, if you are a trainer level 40 times eight, they don't want you to just be 50 times two all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, they want level 41 and beyond to require some effort, which is what leveling up should be. They wanted to reveal investment in the game was the word he was trying to say effort in the game. I think he said that leveling up to 41 and beyond won't be as simple as just grinding experience. And that's pretty much it. No hint as to what no example of what he meant by that, more or less just kind of leaving the thought out there for us to just digest and then speculate wildly upon. So, Kyle. I'd like to give you the honor of speculating wildly first. What do you think this means? I've been thinking about it as soon as I I read it earlier today, and I can't think of anything that would require effort that somebody who's not, you know, level 40 times 10 hasn't already done, you know? So it's going to be something you have to redo. It's going to be some kind of challenge, some kind of, for lack of a better term, special research completed to unlock the progress to the next level i would agree uh 100 because one of the first few things i was thinking of was like oh well they could do number of gold medals and stuff like that yeah. but they just said they don't want these players to hit that and certainly players that are 40 times five to six or whatever you know have gold medals ju- f- further along that i could have dreams of having you know what i mean <laughs> like so uh, they won't do that so i think you're right i think it's something they'll have to start from zero like everybody else does they'll all have to start from the same place and I think special research is one way to roll that out unless they bring in a new mechanic. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure it will be a new mechanic. I use the example of special research as the idea of what the new mechanic would liken to. Okay, I see. Maybe okay. you complete this milestone and you make a quarter of the progress, level 41. Whatever that milestone may be. Maybe it's, you know, catch a thousand Pokemon. So, it's, you know, I'm making stuff up, obviously, but... 
that's the way I could see it. But the thing is, I still can't think of anything that would actually make it an effort and not just a grind sesh. Yeah. Well, there, no matter what kind of thing you do, it's an experience grind in this game. Everything gives mm-hmm. you experience in extreme degrees. You know, catch Pokemon, evolve Pokemon, do raids. Trading doesn't give experience, but yeah. So. I mean, we talked about this a couple of times on and off the show. And one of the things that I'm still, especially with this kind of (laughs) with this information now given to us, I'm still in the camp that I think that once you hit level 40 and experience stops mattering to your progress and starts mattering to your goals or just for the pride of having worked so hard to get it right. Mm -hmm. I think that that experience should be converted to additional stardust or other resources that you actually use. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But, and that'd be, that'd be fine, right? Because then if, you know, if they decide to implement that change, then if you're, you know, rank 40 times two, that means that you just get 20 million dust on the day that they flip it over, right? Which mm-hmm. would be sweet, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if that messes up the dust economy. It might not be one-to-one, but yeah. It would not be one-to-one. That is for sure. It could be like 10-to-one, one-to-ten, whatever you want to do. Yeah, or if it was like so, an extra 25-to-50 a catch, you yeah. know? But maybe with them putting work into getting to level 50 maybe level 50 will actually have an importance because there's no way they're increasing pokemon level caps there's Mm -hmm. there's no way it's not a feasible thing for them to do with the way the game is currently balanced so they have to make getting level 40 mean something aside from just bragging rights yeah it could have something to do with features that would be like end gamey sort of stuff. So if they introduce like a new tier of raid, but then you need to have megas for it and you can't do megas until you're like level 50 or something it would be pretty interesting. They, they, well, first off, we have one more bit of news to cover. And then we can- yeah, I was I was going to say, speaking of megas, and since we could probably pontificate on level 50 for probably a few hours, I think we should probably put this to bed for right now unless you have something else to add. I don't think they're going to tie megas to level 50. I think that would be a bad decision. But. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they'd be pretty awful, especially if they want it to take some time. Like, can you imagine? Like, here's Mega Evolutions. None of you can do it for two months. <laughs> minimum. Minimum. <laughs> right. Right. But anyway, there was another little piece of news hidden in this developer insights where it has to do with Mega Evolutions. And it's not a big detail, but it has a lot of it, it cancels out a lot of theories. It narrows it down a little bit. Right. So, yep. Matthew confirmed that you will be able to mega evolve your existing Pokemon. The yes. exact example that he used was so that first Charmander you caught into that Charizard can be mega evolved when this comes out, which is sweet. Hello, my three 100 percent Gengars. That's Very excited. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, this is good. This is good. I think this is the right. This is the right choice. Well, they could have gone down the other route of having them be their own form completely different. Right. And only work in certain applied settings that that's awful for a couple of things. Uh, the, your storage <laughs> comes to mind. Yeah. Um, and your relationship with the Pokemon, which is supposed to be one of the core features of the franchise. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it makes more sense to especially with the i guess the quote-unquote lore of mega evolution you would have a relationship forged with the pokemon you've had longer yeah so while those two pieces of news are really exciting that's pretty much all we have on them so this will be also something that we revisit in the future but this last piece of news here it's kind of a palate cleanser well for some of us (laughs) for for some other people it might 
it might just get you all uh all uh i don't know angry frustrated <laughs> something but here i'm gonna try to convince you that this is good news we have confirmation from niantic what the august community day is going to be my confirmation oh, they made a whole announcement today trainers august community day pokemon is known for the following leaping over mountains after living for many years Surviving in any body of water, no matter how polluted it is, being an easy target for predators. That's right. It's Magikarp, the fish Pokemon. Yep, it's going to be Magikarp. Woohoo! Yeah. Let's talk about when and what is happening. When is it happening? Saturday, August 8th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Features include Magikarp will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, trainers, you may encounter a shiny Magikarp. Evolve Magikarp during the event or up to two hours afterward to get a Gyarados that knows aqua tail your friendly spammy water move take a few snapshots during community for a surprise it's probably a magic carp photo bomb it takes quite a bit of candy to evolve magic carp to gyarados complete event exclusive field research tasks to earn additional magic carp candies now that's a nice way of dealing with that yeah. particular problem there'll be a special one-time purchase august community day box featuring 30 ultra balls an elite charge dm six star <sighs> pieces and an incense no. six star pieces though no <laughs> as always it is uh it is against my better judgment to recommend this but i will definitely purchase it myself i'm not gonna buy this one okay well we'll see what happens on the day for us one dollar <laughs> or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency you'll be able to access the community day exclusive special research story making a splash okay i just want to say making a splash is good but it's no great ghastly no nothing's gonna be great ghastly ever. no Mm -mm. bonuses for the day and here's where the real mvp is three times catch stardust yeah and then incense activated during the event will last three hours stack four of them to get 12 hours so that you just spend your entire day doing that don't don't do that <laughs> i'm here for the stardust but i'm also here for magikarp i'm here for the stardust okay now now that we've admitted who we are and where we stand would you like to <laughs> would you like to discuss why this initially was such a bummer for you to find out? It's like the OG shiny for the game. It was the first shiny that was released, right? It was. I still only have one despite it being that long and I'm still not excited about this. It was kind of nice that it was sort of rare, not not really obviously with all the water events. It's just not exciting. Okay. But I know a lot of people like Magikarp. <laughs> Tyler, I know. I know. Yep, yep. And also Ken from Lured Up is his favorite Pokemon. Oh, okay. He's, he's probably having a fit over there. Oh, yeah. No, he's really excited, I'm sure. I'm just not interested. I will go out. I will play. I'm not as negative about it as I was for Weedle. So uh, I'll take a few more goldfish. So that's about okay. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, can we just say that the Chinese for both Magikarp and Gyarados are very good? Uh, you don't like it? I mean, the goldfish is pretty hilarious, but I'm kind of over the red Gyarados. Oh, this is because you've seen it forever. But, exactly. <laughs> but I think, you know, for somebody that's seen it for the first time, that red is, it's very good. It's a yeah, deep, but it's not as good as the red. gold of Magikarp. I could never that's bring myself true. to evolve a shiny Magikarp. Unless shiny Mega Gyarados proves to be a force to be reckoned with. But I already have 100% Magikarp waiting for that. So 
hold on to that then and make sure you evolve it during the event and see if it's uh yeah. i don't know it, aqua tail will be worth it but so here's here's my thing with this event i am excited but i don't think magikarp is necessarily exciting what this event is let me just break it down for me from my perspective right when i see this event i i see two things i see first of all the pokemon what what it's going to be um, the special move that it comes with, those are kind of like the same thing because that I, I like to, to ad- like address the meta relevance of the Pokemon. How much do I have to care? It's the Pokemon and the move together, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. then it's the bonus. The bonus is the other thing to balance it out. So Stardust in and of itself is enough for me to go out for the entire day and play this entire event front to back and grind the heck out of it. Now, that is a enjoyable therapeutic experience for me. What is not an enjoyable therapeutic experience for me is the five to seven, two hours where I have to go through and review all my Pokemon because it's, you know, in other community days, it's a starter that gets a community day move that makes it meta relevant. And in fact, for a couple of occasions, it made it the meta relevant Pokemon. And to me, that's stressful. So to see Magikarp evolve into Gyarados and get Aqua Tail, which makes it better, but not the best, is relieving to me. I actually get to just enjoy the act of playing an entire day and not having to stress about should I check for PvP IVs now or later? It also helps that Gyarados is not PvP relevant except in Master League, which means you want 100% anyways. Right. So you don't have to worry about finding the one fourteen thirteen Magikarp yeah. in order to make it work in Great League. So I think what I'm trying to say is that the reason that other people are less excited about it is the reason that I am, because it's going to be less stressful. But now here's the thing. What if this had fallen last month and it had been three times catch experience or hatch quarter hatch distance? I think they are self-aware enough to balance them out. I hope so. It used to be a cycle, though. At this it point, did. it's not, obviously, right. but it used, it to, used be. to be a cycle. Yeah. We also used to get our starters every other month and that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So three time catch starters is great. Yeah, three times catch start is great. I don't think anybody's arguing that. And then Magikarp, I think everybody likes, but it's not like a, so for some people, it's just not motivating to go outside and catch a bunch of Magikarp, right? I so. think <laughs> another big thing for me is it's a really easy Pokemon to go plus. Yes. It's, it's got a really high Manageable. base catch rate. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to stress about catching everything if you are a go plus user. And I think that's a that's a big positive for some people. Yeah. Uh, also, this one has a mega form. It seems to be a theme with what they've been doing lately. So the last three have all had megas. This is true. Yep. So even it's though, exciting. Even though the last two were fan voted. Let's not talk about that. Well, but all the options had had mega forms, right? I don't think Mega Sandshrew is an option. That's not a thing, right? No, you're no. right. No, it's not. But the other one, the Squirtle. Everyone knew Sandshrew wasn't going to win. So you can just still give Niantic the benefit uh, of the doubt. Poor or, Sandshrew. Yeah. <laughs> anyway it's something to look forward to and then with megas on the horizon i think our recommendation would be to at least try to go get one good one uh, but that's it that's it for the news we'll talk more about magic Arp community day next week when we can set goals for it and the like and of course circle back hopefully on several of the things we talked about today but that was a monstrous news section why don't we change the pace a little bit and go into gear up so this week on gear up we're going to be talking about GoFest related stuff and the title for this section is, Why Can't I Hold All These Limes? Uh, candies, sorry. Can- <laughs> Why Can't I Hold All These Candies? Are these rare candies? Uh, I mean, for me, yes, but no, not the point <laughs> of the discussion. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I have many rare candies that I'm 
kind of scared to use right now. But just store them in your Gibble. No, I need them. I might need them for the Dialga. We just talked about oh, this. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe when I cave in and use it on the Golurk because I'm tired of walking it already. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. But no, what this one's actually is about is so you have all this candy now. You caught so many Pokemon at GoFest. Well, you don't know what to do with it. What do you? Which ones are the ones that you actually care about if you caught everything that you saw? A couple of the standouts amongst your ocean of candy. Some may obvious, some maybe not. Number one is Gibble, as Chris just mentioned. Kind of, he's, he's Gibble. We've been talking about him for a while. Hopefully, you got a decent amount of spawns and or did a bunch of raids. I know I did far more raids than I would care to admit this weekend. Have you transferred any of your Gibble yet, by the way? I just to interrupt not you. transferred okay. any of them. I transferred a couple in the moment because they were awful. So how many Gibble do you have on you currently? Uh, hang on. I think I may. I've got 52 on me. Okay. Yeah, that sounds. I got to be somewhere in that ballpark. That's Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, I think prior to that, I had about 10, I think. How many Gibble candy do you have? Because I know you've hatched more Gibble than I have. I've hatched a lot of Gibble. And before I say this number, know that I've evolved two Garchomps and powered one up significantly. But I've also invested 300 rare candy into this Pokemon over the course of its lifetime. Yeah, I'm sitting at 649, which is exactly probably where I should be um, for all the hatching and stuff. Yeah, I currently have 51 Gibble in my inventory. And I have 417 gibble candy yeah i mean we're roughly in the same spot you just didn't do the whole uh rare candy carousel that i did yeah but i have only evolved one garchomp so that's okay that is it's a significant difference but either way garchomp is a very good pokemon we've talked about him a lot he's not the best ground or the best dragon type but he's still a very strong contender in both categories and he's a fan favorite so it's definitely worth powering up for the love of God, please don't evolve your shiny yet. You will lose out on his glorious blue color, and he just becomes like a slightly duller blue at Garchomp. Yeah. At least until Mega Garchomp comes around, because Mega Garchomp is a he's a nice pink color. I, I should say, though, for those of you out there that are just they just do it for the flex and that's it. That's okay. You can evolve your Garchomp. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. everyone play your own way. I'm just like, for those of you who don't look up before you evolve things, just yeah. be fair warned that Shiny Garchomp is not as good looking as Shiny Gibble, unfortunately. 100%. It's a very strange decision. But either way, moving on. Number two, Darumaka spawning all over in the fire-themed hour. Now, regular Darmanitan, he's a decent fire type, but not as good as the Zen mode that we don't have yet. But... Galarian Darmanitan is actually a pretty great ice type. I believe it's second behind Mamoswine, but I I could be slightly wrong there. Zen mode and regular mode are kind of confusing, and we only have regular mode currently. But either way, it's a worthwhile investment in the Galarian form specifically, not so much the regular one until we get Zen mode. Next up, there's Litwick. What's, what's what's there not to like a slitwick he's a ghost come on guys but no he's really he's the third best ghost in the game just behind giratino and gengar of course although we just had a ghastly day so you're probably drowning in gengar candy it's still worth doing if you don't have six of the previous mentioned or some people are getting their first chandelure and this is a great opportunity so there's reminding you in case you haven't evolved the chandelure yet next we have chancy if you're someone who still does the gym defense scene 
I, I know Chris and I are not, but <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that that still do that. This is a great time to get a ton of chancy candy for your chancies and blissy, and that's a great place to to spend them. Obviously, good use of your dust if you defend a lot of gyms. Next up, there's Groudon and Kyogre. If you're doing day, if you're doing raids on day one, I'm sure you have a bunch of these. What else can you say? Groudon and Kyogre are just about best in class in their respective types, and they're easily the best investment in candy you can do for a very long time, especially Kyogre. Those were all just regular, obvious standout ones. I got a section here for PvP-specific ones for people who are wondering about good uses for their PvP Pokemon, especially in that battle theme. So first up, Croagunk. Toxicroak. It's a good greatly Pokemon. It's kind of all there is to say. It's it's got its uses. It's not like a top ten, but it's I still use it irregularly in Great League. I don't know about you, Chris. Do you like to use Toxicroak? Oh yeah, absolutely. I spent dust on him. He's getting some work. <laughs> He's, I paid for this. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> exactly. I take him out for a couple of laps every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Next we have Stunfisk. Galarian Stunfisk is the better of the two. But both of them have good uses in Great League, and both of oh, them yeah. are great investments. Yeah, I hate it when people. Sorry, I don't. I don't hate it. I think it does regular Stunfisk a disservice when people point out the fact that Galarian Stunfisk is better. Yes, but right behind it is regular Stunfisk. <laughs> Stunfisk I mean, is still I mean, so good. <laughs> objectively, no, though. Like, if people want right. actually the, the facts, Galarian Stunfisk is like number two in terms of rankings in Great League, mm-hmm. and regular Stunfisk is like. 75 80 which is still right. really good right but they both have uses yes they, they certainly do maybe be wild and run a, a can you run a double stun fisk since it's a second form no right D- double flat fish what's your third if you run double flat fish i don't i don't know but toxic double, coke, baby yeah <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> terrible coverage it's an awful team <laughs> um but moving on to some other pvp pokemon meditite Metacham is a really good option in Great League. Unfortunately, due to its really low CP, you really want 100% to make the best use of it. But Metacham gets a Mega in the future. And a 100% Metacham will actually be 2495. So it'll jump up a full tier, a full league, and potentially have use in Ultra League when that Mega shows up. But otherwise, you can keep an eye out for standard PvP IVs if you want to try Mega Metacham in Great League. You know, the standard 0-15-15, 0-14-13, whatever it amounts yeah. to be. I don't know that one, obviously, because nobody does. No one wants to do the math on that until it's <laughs> out. Yet. And then once it's out, everyone's like, all right, this is the one you want. I was about to say, there are plenty of people that want to do the math. They just can't yet. <laughs> yes. It's not, I mean, you could. It's just too much yeah. work without it right. in the game. Next up, and this, next up and this pair... Could have been in the first section, but I put them here because they stand out so much. Giratina and Giratina O. Giratina is a staple Pokemon for Ultra League. You either have one or you have a counter. End of story. Yep. And it's also still very good in Master League, although Giratina O is better. They're they're both just, they run rampant in those two leagues. As well as Giratina O is the best ghost type attacker in the game, as mentioned. Thanks to its bulk, it edges out 
squishy Gengar. I'm sorry, Gengar, but you just are. Just because it's from another dimension, that's unfair it's, to compare Gengar. Look, Giratino is so bulky, and Gengar will take like two quick attacks and then get KO'd. But Yep. <laughs> but he licked you a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> and shot a Shadow Ball, and then he... <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Lastly on this list, Dialga. Talking about meta Pokemon. Dialga is the meta Pokemon for Master League. Mr. Meta. Once you get to like rank eight, everybody is using one almost exclusively. President of the meta company. Yeah. Ideally, you want 100% Dialga because we mentioned on the podcast. Oh, man, it might have been two months ago now, maybe longer. I don't even remember anymore. But I did a section on breakpoints and Dialga was the example that I used. And basically, if you don't have the right IVs, you will do less damage than the enemy's Diago with the right IVs, and you will lose horribly when you should draw perfectly. Hmm. It's it's a complicated mechanic. If we remember which episode it's in at the time, I'll put a link in the show notes, or I'll have Chris do that, actually, because I'm, I'm not the one who does that. <laughs> or I will find the post on Reddit that talked about it. It was very in-depth. But the hmm. summary is you want 15 attack IVs and 14 defense IVs. Otherwise, you're in trouble. And it's probably not worth using. Ooh, that was a lot of information to, to give to people. I hope that you found something helpful in that list of Pokemon and where to invest candy and or dust, depending on what you're lacking. And this can also apply to, to rare candy to a degree of some of these. Especially some the of legendaries. These. Right, right. Yeah, because we don't really know when we're going to see... Okay, we pointed this out before, but let's really kind of lean into it because Giratina O and Dialga haven't been in raids for a very long time. This was a big deal. So we don't know when we're going to see specifically like Dialga again because if you have a Giratina O and Giratina A comes back, you just farm that for candy and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But Dialga is a, a particular example where it is very good and it's very rare at the moment. And it's also been the relevant raid counter for the last three raid bosses which yeah. is kind of crazy yeah. so yeah cool well thank you kyle that was very helpful i know i'm sitting on a pile of candy and even rare candy and i still i don't even know what i'm gonna do with my with my stuff yet i gotta go through and, and go through my gibbles still man yeah yeah gotta do that first gotta do that first but anyway hey let's move right along we're going to skip over pokalore this week because we are already by my count by my count i have the timer in front of me an hour and 12 minutes into our recording so we're going to move over that into the pvp section which you're probably like wait no pokalore but a pvp section yeah that's a fair statement to make but there was some news that was pvp related and it definitely belongs in this section season three has begun the schedule includes the schedule includes Great League starts on July 27th. That was yesterday, 1 p.m. PDT to August 10th, 1 p.m. PDT. Ultra League and Ultra Premier Cup will run from August 10th to August 24th. Master League and Master Premier Cup will run from August 24th to September 7th. And all leagues and Master Premier Cup will run from September 7th to September 14th. And Season 4 will start September 14th at 1 p.m. PDT. So what's the same? You don't have to walk to unlock your battle set still, which is kind of nice. And in the same vein as this, can confirm based on what we've been able to see in the Today View, but it looks as though the social distancing play at home bonuses have been refreshed for another 30 days. They're showing like 34 days right now. So there's that. What else is the same? You can battle good or higher friends. 
Pika Libre's outfit will remain as a rank seven reward. That's not changing. And finally, the battle win and rating requirements for each rank will stay the same. Okay, that's great. Then what's new? Well, guaranteed rewards are a little bit different. You'll get a Pidgeot at rank one, Galarian Zigzagoon at rank four, Galarian Farfetch'd at rank seven, Rufflet at rank eight, and Scraggy at rank nine, Pika Libre at rank 10. There'll also be a new pose and avatar costume at rank 10. They were removing the battle until you win feature, which had good intentions, but ended up not really working out for the people that it was trying to serve. So if you're unaware of what it is, basically, if you kept losing, you wouldn't have to re up or start a new set of battles until you won. So it would effectively like tank tank your rating. In a lot of ways, I, I saw the write up on GoHub today and it was it was something to the effect of like, you know, meant good or something like that. And it's supposed to help people that couldn't manage to win. Right. Give them another chance before they move on to their next set. <laughs> the words they used was it felt more like the opposite of a victory lap. <laughs> that made people upset. I was like, that's right. That's perfect. What a way to characterize that. That doesn't feel good. You know, I'll get next round because I lost five games in a row. Boy, I hope I win this one. No, I mean, but I'd be interested to see if they have something like that come back in the future to help those people out. But in this case, this iteration did not work out well, anecdotally, as they wanted it to. Right. For the premium track, this is also changing. The rare candy reward is moved to four wins instead of five. That's a nice change. And they introduced the Ultra Premier Cup. It used to only be for Master tier. So it's also an Ultra as well. There are also some move changes. Drill Peck. Went from 60 to 65 damage. A little nice little uh, buff there. Brave Bird got a significant increase, 90 to 130. That's huge. But it also lowers the user's defense by three stages, which is kind of a big deal if you are actually still fighting. <laughs> Infestation, which is a bug movement from 11 to 12 energy gained per hit. That's nice. Hex, same thing. 11 to 12. That means we're going to, you know, those of you that are using your Hex Gengars, you'll be able to generate more energy quickly. Powder Snow uh, went from 4 to 5 damage. Blizzard got an increase from 130 to 140 damage. There are a few nerfs as well. Flash Cannon costs more energy going from 65 to 70. And Focus Blast deals less damage going from 150 to 140. There's one more, but to those two, I have to say, take that, Registeel! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw a post. This is really interesting. Well, actually, hang on. There's one more nerf. Uh, Moonblast now has less of a chance to debuff attack going from 30% to 10%, which is actually huge for Moonblast. Uh, but I saw somebody talking on social media about this, about how it's interesting that they chose to nerf the moves because it also nerfs some other Pokemon that use it. Like Flash Cannon on Skarmory was pretty useful. Focus Blast on Mewtwo was pretty interesting as well. Why don't they just nerf Registeel is the question. It's it's complicated. Right. It totally is. I think one of the biggest things is in a PvP game, you usually have a lot of little levers you can pull to tweak things. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, being tied to the main series games, all stats are also tied to main series games. You can't just lower Registeel's defense by 10 to try and right. balance him having such strong moves. And that's where it becomes difficult Unless a Pokemon has a signature move to balance them. Mm-hmm. Then again, they could just balance lock on instead of nerfing the charge moves, but whatever. That's a whole entirely different conversation that we had a couple of times this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up at some point in time. But yeah, it's interesting to, to see the way that they're going about this. And I think you're right. I think changing the moves is less complicated than changing Registeel, um, if only for the integrity of the representation of Registeel within the game, right? Uh, move pool additions. Four Pokemon got four new moves added to their pools. It's kind of interesting. Braviary got close combat, which is cool. I'm I'm into that. A normal flying with a fighting type move. Yahoo. Obama Snow got Weather Ball for Ice type. That's good. It's getting. I think. I think it's it really actually, helps. It's it's Ice uh, DPS a lot, it's right? Huge, actually. Apparently, because oh, okay. I'm seeing. I don't know if it was like this before, but he's in the meta for Ultra League now with because weather, of this change with, with Weather Ball. I don't remember. I don't know what he was like before, but huh. I just think that's very interesting to see, and I didn't know about that before. Well, that's cool to hear. Way to go, Obama Snow. <laughs> uh, Pelop, uh, Peloper got Weather Ball Water, which makes it pretty oh. okay now. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. You could just use, you know, a Mantine, but Peloper also works. And Polion also just got Drill Peck, which was just buffed by five damage from 60 to 65. Now for Empoleon, this is huge because Empoleon didn't really have an answer to grass types in the past based on its current moveset. So now it has something and that's nice. I guess the ground too, but that really wasn't a problem. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's all the exciting news for season three uh, startup for, I guess, Go Battle League. So hopefully all of y'all are having a good time getting in there since it did start yesterday. I'd be interesting to hear if the guaranteed rewards, they keep changing these up. I wonder what the mentality is behind this. I don't climb the ladder. Like, I don't focus on it. I think I got to rank six last time. Before that was like eight or something like that or seven. <laughs> rip, rip your elite TM. Yeah, for real. I just, yeah, it's okay. I have a bunch. I'm sitting on a bunch. I don't need another one. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is interesting to see. And again, I think we talk about this every single time or we mention it at least whenever they do these move changes. Changes and balance changes like this are very good and healthy for a game. Mm-hmm. So it's always exciting to see changes. So that's awesome. Enough about that. Why don't we just roll right into the poke poll? So last week's question was, when it comes to live events, what do you think the ideal features and sweet spot for length is? First one's from Casper, and they said, The first day of GoFest was ideal. Extended hours with repeating themes. Makes it a lot more accessible to a larger group of players. Can agree with that, yes. Yeah. Next one's from Moon's FPS Studio, and they said, I would say the old community day length was pretty good, three hours. It's easy to get tired during community days now, in my opinion. But of course, when it's go fast, then it makes sense that it's 20 hours long in total, although it's still a bit long. Again, it's just my opinion. I definitely agree that 20 hours is just a little bit too long, but <laughs> yeah, you know, last we have just the average Joe and they said, I like events that feel like they aren't driven by FOMO. The old three hour community days were upsetting because missing an hour of gameplay was devastating. I think it would be neat if they did the whole 24 hours with ramped boosted spawns. Basically before 9 a.m. local, the spawns would be relatively normal. And then it would be an event week until 11 a.m. when the shiny rate and spawn rates gets massively boosted until 5 p.m. And then it ramps back down the same way until midnight. As for features, I'd really just like to see new bonuses. So the current so the current double catch Candy, Stardust, or Quarter Hatch Distance stop feeling so stale. I agree. They I need agree. to change those up. Definitely. The problem is, what do you change them to? He's got a couple suggestions, though. Maybe double-earned Buddy Hearts. Maybe an event that modifies the IV boost of Purifying Pokemon. 
oh. or even a hatching event that would help you target hatch a particular egg group would be nice. That's really, yeah. But consider this, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Those okay, so those are incredible ideas, though. Like the the one the IV boost of purifying Pokemon modifying that that's smart. That's really smart. If they did that in addition to like a Team Rocket event, right? So that yeah. you get more out of the purification, you could get a perfect more often than not. If it's like a three star, right? That'd be pretty cool. But consider this: what if instead of any of these, they were all just Stardust? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know it was coming? You knew it was coming. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) I just, I I like the idea of the Ivy boosting. It seems like it would fit perfectly for an appropriately themed rocket takeover. Definitely. Buddy Hearts is not so great because it's a limited number. So once you hit your bonus, especially if you use a Poffin to get four times the amount, you're like, well, that only took me an hour. Well, I mean, you could do 20 buddies, right? The people that play the buddy game... (sighs) I guarantee you they would love that. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I'm upset that you're right. But you are right. And I can't argue with it. I don't like it. It's just not but for you. You know? It's, That's no, fine. it shouldn't be for anybody. Kind of like how catch, uh, catch experience isn't for us anymore. You know? Yes, but there's actually a reward behind the buddy hearts. <laughs> but anyways, there's a little bit more to his message. He said, also, the biggest feature I'd like to see in an event is Kecleon. <laughs> I'm at the point where I'd be content if they just ignored the ability and just made it normal type. I don't care anymore. I just want my chameleon baby. I think a lot of people are at that point. I think we're all in the same boat. We need a bigger boat. Yeah, we do need a bigger boat. There are more answers to the Pokepole, but they're uh, tied up in our emails a little bit later. Yep. So going to move on to this week's Pokepole, and it is... When it comes to Shadow Pokemon, do you feel strange choosing not to purify them as a trainer encouraged to do so? Are we just taking advantage of these unhappy creatures? We got a little okay. bit of deal here. Yeah, so so this is spawned from a conversation that Kyle brought up when he uh, he's I think he brought this up on the show a couple of times. I know we've talked yes, about it's it. It's been in the it's in the, in the past. Is right. We've talked about it on the show before, but we've also talked about it in person off the show before. And it's it's an interesting conversation about this, the ethics behind the shadow Pokemon, right? It's a strategic choice to keep Pokemon shadow, right? Because you get the shadow bonus, mm-hmm. but we're supposed to purify them because we're supposed to save them. And I think the words we used before was like ethical dissonance or moral dissonance, where like you want one thing, but the narrative is telling you to do the other thing. Like, how do we square that? <laughs> I mean, the the term in terms of video games, is called ludonarrative dissonance. I know it sounds real silly. Oh, but hello. Please explain that. I'm learning now. It's basically where the narrative tells you to do something other than what's happening. For example, in the remake of the Tomb Raider games, Laura Croft is horrified when she kills her first uh, bad guy at the start of the game. Like, she was physically ill, and then five minutes later, you have to kill an entire room of them. That's ludonarrative oh. dissonance. Gotcha. Like that doesn't seem like it's that doesn't seem like it's emotionally correct. Yeah. And it it happens all the time because we're playing a game. Everything gets gamified, obviously. Right. But as for my answer for this, I do think it's strange that not necessarily that shadow Pokemon are stronger because I get that. That's why you want to use them, obviously. And it's okay. All the trainers aren't necessarily good trainers, even though we're on the good side. I take more issue in the fact that purified Pokemon are not any better to a significant degree. Going from 13, 13, 13 to 15, 15, 15 is about a 1% increase in damage. 
for every Pokemon. Like nobody gets a significant boost from that. It's bragging rights only. Yeah. So. So, for example, my my buddy caught a 14, 14, 14 Shadow Persian this weekend. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, like, you know, decisions, decisions. Do I keep this or do I purify this? And I said, well, if you want, I mean, if you want my opinion, I think it's there's only one option. It's to keep it right. Like it's going to do more for you as a 14, 14, 14 Shadow than it is a 15, 15, 15 purified. Yeah, 100 percent. Every time. That's where the discussion comes into play. You know, how do you weigh in? Um, well, it's it's difficult because, I mean, so what's the discomfort, right? The discomfort is that in the narrative that's in the game, we're defeating Team Go Rocket. They even use the word rescue when it has to do with a task, you know, rescue a shadow Pokemon by catching them. But the uh, the implication is that you're going to purify them and, and you know, save them from the frustration. Ha <laughs> see what I did there of being uh. a shadow Pokemon. Now, here's an interesting thing. If you TM away frustration, does it feel better? No. Not even a little bit. Okay, so let me try the other route. I only have a couple of devil's advocates here. That was okay. one of them. The other one is we can buy Team Rocket clothing in the shop. Who is to say that our trainer is inherently good? What if our trainer could also just be kind of like, I really don't care. I'm doing work with these people that seem to care a lot, but I don't. And my Pokemon are my Pokemon. I'm not breaking any laws or anything. I've liberated them from people that were abusing them. I'm just going to put them to good use and take care of them. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm fine with anyone who wants to write their own narrative for the the situation for anyone who cares that deeply about it but using the game's narrative specifically is how i react to the situation same here if they gave us an option to have a fourth team there'd be a mass exodus from all three teams to go there and you can be guaranteed yes I do think so. It's a really interesting conversation to have. And I think it's it's not as simple as yes or no. So if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, when it comes to Shadow Pokemon, do you feel strange choosing to not purify them as a trainer encouraged to do so? Are we just taking advantage of these unhappy creatures? You can respond to the question when it's posted on social, such as Facebook or Twitter, or if you're a patron in our Discord server, or you can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717, or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. 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 Speaking of emails. 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 Well, the first email is from Kimmy. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Hey, Kimmy. What's up? Hello. I wanted to write down my GoFest thoughts and uh, experiences down on Sunday night while it was still fresh and I could remember. I did not get to go to prior GoFest, so I can't compare the two. Reports from time zones that started before Central U.S. time zone had me worried, but despite a glitchy start, I thought it was pretty amazing overall and definitely worth the ticket price. I played the entire time, both days. The two shinies I wanted the most, Zangoose and Gibble, eluded me. But I got 39 shinies total and eight hundos, which did include a Gibble, Giratina without legs and two Shadow Mons I purified. Wow, that's a good uh, that's a good haul, Kimmy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's 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 a good haul. Yeah. 39 shinies is nice. Yeah. Of the two days, I definitely preferred day one because of the habitats. Interesting. Hmm. That made it easier to focus in on the shiny Pokemon I was hunting for. Sunday was fun, but between the rocket stuff, raids, extra spawns, and incense spawns, it was a lot to keep track of and a bit overwhelming at times. Sounds like you have a vote in your camp, Kyle. Yeah. 
I only did enough rocket stops to get Victini and then concentrated on shiny hunting slash gibble rates. Day one felt like I could have taken a break if I wanted to. Day two did not feel that way. I do regret not taking a picture of my catch badge before and after along with Stardust count. (laughs) I think I gained 500,000 ish. Same here. I probably should have done that. Me too. Did you notice how much quicker players beat the challenge for sending gifts in the afternoon than in the morning? I think we had about eight minutes to open gifts with rare candy in the morning and 50 minutes in the afternoon. True. Yeah, I think people started waking up. I think people started like showing up late. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) For regionals, I thought Niantic was very smart about their choice of regionals. They picked ones that everyone had access to, at least that were playing at the time they were out. If I remember right, we had access to both Zangoose and Survivor at the same time when they were first released. They became regionals later and have not rotated since. No. I don't think so. I think they just came out and rotated very quickly. They have rotated twice in the last two years, I believe. Yeah. Because I caught a Zangoose when I first started playing and you didn't have one. And then they rotated, so we had Survivor the entire time, and then they switched back recently. Yes, and then, and then, no, more then they forgot about him, and then they switched him back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Durant was in special research, so a number of people had one, making both Durant and Heat more available, gave both regions a chance at the one they did not have. Mm-hmm. I do not believe one regional slash region lost out over another, which might have happened if they chose something like Tropius. Uh... Okay, pause for a second. I think that's a good argument. I, I think it's a good argument, but I don't think it's a true argument. Okay, well, what do you disagree the with? The Western Hemisphere did lose out because we had already gotten Durant, which was the new, air quotes, regional because of the special research that gave it. Yeah, that's true, but we'd only gotten one prior to that, so it's kind of it's kind of nice to get a better one. But it doesn't need to evolve. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't do anything special. Same with Heatmore, but they got but- access to a new Pokemon. <sighs> And it it balances the scale, obviously. You're missing the one important thing, though. What? I have to max a Durant. Oh, no. I forgot. So. I'm sorry. Yeah. This was good for you. This was very good for me. (laughs) Did you remember to catch every Durant you saw? I caught a lot of them. I mean, I didn't really go out of my... There was so much to do. I wish I had had more of a chance to focus on it, but I pineapped when I remembered, and there are times I didn't. You know what I mean? You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for balls, day one was fine. Started at 1,200-ish red balls to finish with about 150. That does not account for balls from stops and gifts. Day two, balls were an issue. I am surprised they did not give us more in the research or let us open 200 gifts again. That is probably my only major complaint. Well, that's not a bad complaint. That's the only one. <laughs> Gibble community day. Not sure if the increased Gibble spawns were included for non-ticket holders at all or not. But do you think enough people got enough that Gibble might be more of a potential community day mod now? That's a good question. It's, that's a tough question, too, because we are bad sample size. Yeah. <laughs> five five shinies between the two of us. And we actually found a good amount of Gibble. Everything else I've been reading, everyone had terrible luck with Gibble. Oh. Like, everyone were like, that was the only thing they were hunting. They couldn't find any, or they were doing a bunch of raids, and they didn't get any. So I think Gibble Community Day is as uncertain as it's been. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll piggyback off of that. I cannot think of a counter argument at all. So that sounds good. Uh, but Kimmy continues, Unova Ultra Week. Do you think they will give us enough Generation 5 mons to still be on track for an Octoberish Gen 6 release? Or will they push that back and do Megas instead? Oof. Oh, that's a really good question. I think it kind of, I'm not entirely sure. I, I'll tell you what, I was surprised with how many different Tier 5 raid bosses they gave us during GoFest these two days. Um, I think day two was a little bit overwhelming. I think if it had just been Giratine O and Dialga, people would have been happy. 
Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. They seem happy to shove that stuff in there, but it really depends on on what we're going to see from that ultra week, you know, like, is it going to be thick with the new Pokemon spawns or are they going to be very rare? And that'll be very telling. In my well, opinion. they mention two new ones in the, right. the feature itself, but we're still missing like 10 more outside of that. Yep, eight, eight more outside of that, something like that. So minimum. It's true. It's possible, though, that in October they might give us a Gen 6 Pokemon, like one or two, and then go back and finish Gen 5. They're not afraid of overlap. They've made that pretty clear, which makes it more difficult to judge. <laughs> I think an October-ish release for Gen 6 is still definitely believable. I, I right. would believe it. And I don't think that Megas will be in the way of releasing new Pokemon either. Yeah, Megas will be its own thing for sure. Definitely. I hope your GoFest was as enjoyable as mine. Looking forward to the Ultra Unlock weeks. Fingers crossed for an in-person event in 2021. Please. Kimmy. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the email, Thank Kimmy. You. Really appreciate it. And yes, we're, we're also fingers crossed for live events next year for sure. So next email is from Danny. And they said, hi, Chris and Kyle slash Kyle and Chris. You may choose the order. I did both. Thank you. I've been meaning to contact you for some time, ever since the interview with my favorite YouTuber, Trainer Tips Nick, brought you to my attention. I have desperately played catch up to the latest podcast, episode 102, and am excited by GoFest tomorrow at the time of writing, as you guys are, and finally found the time to message. I, too, produce a podcast about a subject matter of revolving around something that starts with P and ends in N, but not Pokemon. It's a podcast about Park Run a global running and well-being initiative that I'm as obsessed with more so than Pokemon Go. Our podcast has turned two years old as well, incidentally. Congratulations. Oh, well, congratulations. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to state how much I enjoyed listening to you guys, your humor and dynamic. I appreciate the effort that goes into what you do each week, and I respect your production values a lot. Chris oh, man. Can, Chris can... He's turning, he's turning right over there just a little bit. I yeah, can't but, see him. But. Okay. Yeah. You, you can do this every time, but you have to put up with me every week, Kyle. Yeah. But that's not, that's no, not so that short. It's the production. <laughs> look, I'm talking about the production values. That is, that is definitely Chris. That's what I'm talking no, about. No, for sure. I'm just talking about the effort, man. <laughs> I'm just know. talking about the effort. <laughs> Chris, Chris puts a lot of time into, into editing at the end oh, of the week. So it's, stop. It's I'm just going to edit this out. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 41 year old male. So a little outside your usual demographic but I don't feel affected by the age gap. In fact, I embrace the inner child as life is too short and serious at times. And I love the fact that you are unashamedly in favor of the positivity of Pokemon Go. I'm a level 40, 89 million experienced player. Whoa. That's good. I've Whoa. played every day since it came out in the UK in July, 2016. And presently, my meta is going gold on gyms. All right, everyone needs those goals. Nice. I stand at an estimated 260 so far and am often in 18 to 20 gyms a night. I love it. It is something I absolutely cannot stand, but it is somebody else's goal, and that's great. It's awesome. I love discovering obscure and out-of-the-way gyms that you can stay in for days at a time. <laughs> The reason I don't know the exact amount of gold gyms is old ones slash EX gyms drop off your list of a thousand. I would love it if Niantic would one day tell us how many gold gyms we have ever had. That's a badge I'd like to add. I agree. That's a great badge. I don't know why it doesn't exist. Yeah. Now that now that it's pointed out. One. Yeah. That seems odd that it's not in there. 
I could go on for hours, but I'll cut the messages here and wish you both a fantastic go fest with 50 or 51 shinies minimum each. Ooh, that didn't age well. It didn't, it didn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> I appreciate the the well wishes, though. All yeah. the best from a new fan and follower, Danny. That's a, that's a great story. Well, thanks, Danny. And I, I love the bit about the gyms. Just that's that's one that, that gets me. It's the people who grind the experience, but then the people who do gyms. It's, there's something for everybody. It's great. Yeah. Um, and Danny, as a runner in a past life, I really like what you just mentioned about your show. If you want to send me the exact name of your podcast, I'd love to listen to it myself. I was looking for it. I didn't realize it wasn't in here. I thought it was, but it's not. So send me send me your podcast, man. I want to hear it. That sounds great. But thanks for the email. This next one is from Jax. Hey, guys. It was super cool to see you on the Pokemon Go stream. Oh, I wonder if that was the trivia. I think it was the trivia. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm a Pokemon Go player that has a YouTube channel, Omega Geek. And if it's not asking too much, it would be cool to have a shout out. Well, there you go. Omega Geek. Guys, go subscribe on YouTube. I'll try to find the exact link and put it in the show notes if you want to check it out. I just hit 100 subscribers. Way to go, Jax. That's awesome. That's a, that's a, big, that's a big milestone. I got some great shinies on GoFest. One day, on day one, I got one shiny. It was my favorite Pokemon, Dratini. And I just evolved it to Dragonite. On day two, I got two shiny Tangela and a Heatmore. Ooh, the Heatmore. Yes. I mean, Tangela is a really good green shiny, though, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Are there some green shinies that are just so good, Kyle, that you give them a pass? Uh, Look, green shinies are okay when it works. And like Tangela going from blue to like a bright green works. Yes, definitely. Okay, cool. I also have a few questions. How was your GoFest? Kyle, one word. Great. Mine was great. I was going to say good, but that was going to sound bad in comparison. <laughs> it was great. Also great if I get two words. <clears throat> How many shinies did you get, Kyle? <laughs> 19. 18. <laughs> and do you have any tips on rating best Pokemon, etc.? Oh, that's a complicated question. But the yeah. easy answer is it depends on which boss you're going up against. And the easiest way to find out would, would be to Google, let's just say, Kyurem is currently in raids right now. Kyurem raid counters. Yeah. And then just build your team around that. That said, usually when we get a new raid drop, I'll cover it in the gear up section. Hopefully the week it launches. Sometimes it gets pushed to the wayside. But after a few raid bosses, you start to get a a feel for what is the top for each category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are some that are just really good in most situations, but it's not going to fill your six. Uh, and it's kind of better to curate a team specifically for each one. So. So, yeah. Uh, P.S. Did you watch Trainer Tips stream? It was awesome. I, I believe that Jax is referring to uh, Trainer Tips's video that was aired during the live stream in the virtual lounge. And yes, yes, I did. It was very exciting. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. You guys should check it out. It has to do with PvP. It's really, really awesome. Anyway, signed, your biggest fan, Jax. Jax, thank you for the email. Really quite appreciate it. Congratulations on your shinies, buddy. That sounds awesome. The next email is from Ryan. They said, hey, Chris and Kyle. Just wanted to start off by saying that I think this year's GoFest was amazing and think Diantic did a great job pulling this off. Being able to hang out with you guys and Terry Wolf was a blast as well. I'm emailing you to let you guys know how my wife and I did during GoFest. My wife ended up with 20 shinies and I ended up with 17. Ooh, wow. Ryan, Ryan, four. <laughs> I'm going to say this for your wife, but get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome 20 shinies is really good yeah that's great i also got three hundos as part of the event that's i'm jealous i did not get 100 yeah, percent in the I. entire event so many catches 
Well, I'll say get wrecked to myself then. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but the real winner of the weekend was my wife. We were trading gibbles, and right as we were finishing up, she's got none other than a 1017 Lucky Perfect Gibble. <gasps> Oof, it's such a high level, too. Oh, my gosh. It's so what? easy. It's so easy. Me being salty was an understatement. <laughs> Again, I just want to thank you for a great time on Saturday. Hopefully next year, everyone can go to an event under the same sky. Have a great week and happy hunting, Ryan. So if you couldn't put two and two together here, uh, Ryan was a listener. He came out, him and his wife came out to where Kyle and I were playing in Woodstock. Um, and we got to meet and it was awesome. We did this didn't see in the masks and all that stuff, but it was still really, really fun to meet up and mm-hmm. hang out. Um, there was a point in time in the day when I had uh, run home and then I came back with a bunch of folding chairs and we kind of put them all spaced out like in a circle. I think yeah, we had six folding circle, chairs. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun because we were like, ah, let's not do let's, a lap. Let's for not a while. go on the mile and a half lap. And... <laughs> I'm not interested in getting heat stroke this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we got to hang out with ryan and his wife and it was a lot of fun we also had other people rolling around and stuff and terry wolf was there it was a party and a half so thank you ryan for making the time and to your wife as well for coming out it was great to meet you so thank you very much this next email is from joshua howdy chris and kyle here's my answer to the pokeball i would like an eevee and it's evolutions themed event for some added fun i'm going to present it in the fashion that niantic would announce it Okay, before I get into this, I have to say, this is an incredibly well thought out and well written event description. It is also very long. So what I'm going to be doing, just for the sake of interest and respect of of time, uh, we're going to read through it and summarize it. And then in the show notes, I'm going to post a link to a public Google Doc that has this entire thing written out as well. Because while I have to cut some of it off, it's so good. The whole thing is so good. I'm a fan, and I want you guys to have the chance to see it as well. But here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, trainers. We are bringing you a new 10-hour event featuring the Evolution Pokemon, Eevee. This event will start at 8 a.m. PST and end 6 p.m. PST. Throughout the day, Eevee wearing friendship bracelets around its neck like collars will be appearing much more commonly in the wild, in eggs, and in raids. If you're lucky, you may even encounter a shiny one. Okay, this is so believable already. Also, evolving, powering up, and teaching a new move to Eevee and its evolutions will cost half Stardust and candy. Also, transferring Eevee and its evolutions will get you triple Eevee candy. If you didn't (laughs) think that was enough, we are even mixing up the spawns, egg, and raid pools for this event. Each hour will be split into a certain type for each of Eevee's evolutions. See the list below for info. Now, there are 10 different hours, and each of them have something to do with Eevee evolutions, except for one, which is a break hour, and one of them that's also a raid hour. It's going to be really interesting. I'm going to run through here, but I'm go- this is where I'm going to kind of like cut it down a little bit. There are literally, for every single hour, ra- raids, raid bosses, different shinies, different egg pools like this is super well thought out great yes it is so the first hour is fire hour increased fire type pokemon like slugma ponyta pantsir fennekin and larvesta will be appearing in the wild that's an example of something in that hour second hour water hour increased water type pokemon like psyduck horsey panpour froki and clauncher will be appearing in the wild for the third hour electric hour that's got spawns including pikachu electric dedene shinx and helioptile hope you guys are liking all the new pokemon we've been shouting out so far these are pretty awesome i like happy like getting to read these new names for the first time is exciting though too because i haven't <laughs> said some of these names out loud ever in my life just when i'm playing the game yeah. right yeah yeah so a uh, fourth hour is fairy hour and the spawns that were sh- shouted out for that was jigglypuff flabebe clefairy mr mime jinx and spritzy 
Next up was a break. During this hour, the fifth hour is a break hour. During this time, spawns and bonuses will be turned off and returned to normal to encourage players to take a break from catching them all, to have lunch and spend some time in the real world. Now, I like this idea. We talked about this last week. I think that's brilliant. Sixth hour, ice hour. Snover, Sneasel, Snowrent, Swine Up, and Bergmite will be appearing in the wild. Ooh, there's also a little bit in here. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for those of you that might be reading it later, but shiny Bergmite. I like that. <laughs> Seventh hour, grass hour, Pharisee, Badoo, Pansage, Chespin, and Phantom. Yas. Yas, Phantom. I want him. I want him. Eighth hour is dark hour. Puchiana, Sableye, Purloin, Sandile, and Inke. Like that. Psychic hour for the ninth hour. Meditite, Ralts, Spoink, Execute, and Esper. And for the 10th hour, Raid Hour, for the first time ever, Arceus will be appearing in all levels of raids with varying levels of CP depending on the level of raid. This will allow all levels of trainers to be able to complete this slot in the Pokedex and catch this unique Pokemon. Happy catching trainers. Ooh, I like what was done with that last hour. That's a great way to deal with Arceus, by the way, to make it accessible. I like having it at all different levels. That's nice. Thoughts on my event? Thanks for reading my really long email out. Sorry, Chris and Kyle. But before I finish, I just want to ask two quick questions. So before the questions, what do you think about the event? I like it. I like I like the idea of it all being breaking down. It might be a little bit overwhelming, but I, I love the detail that was put into it. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think uh, two brand new Pokemon every hour, each hour is a little too exciting. It's almost too good. <laughs> well, it was it's two new Pokemon and there's a little bit more detail in each of them, but each one yeah. has a new shiny featured as well. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, it's still nice. It might be the case of too much of a good thing. Yeah, which is not necessarily bad when you're trying to pitch an idea like this. I kind of like it. Yeah. So anyway, I have two quick questions. One, rare candy and TMs. Where? What should I do with them? I usually use them as soon as I get them on my shiny Curlia to try and get my much desired dragon type killer Gardevoir and end up not having any for legendaries. Should I be stockpiling these kind of items? Well, first, first off, rare candy. There's a couple of really good options for where you can sink rare candy and do if you don't have a specific target. Kyogre and Mewtwo, I think, are two of the catch-alls when i think about it yep garchomp if you haven't amassed kibble candy as a result of GoFest, is another good place to be sinking it because of the versatility as for tms those are those are definitely on a need to use basis more or less more specifically on when you are building a counter for a specific raid to make sure that you're to make sure all of your for example machamps have dynamic punch and not close combat because dynamic punch is just twice as good, basically. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's about having intention with those items for sure. And I feel like if you don't have an obvious answer, right, like Kyle was saying, then there's no there's no harm in stockpiling them. But I don't think there's a hard and fast rule where you need to. No, to answer that part of the question. Uh, secondly, what should I be looking for in a raid team? My Pokemon Go community isn't very active, or at least I haven't found it yet. So I need to rely on my Pokemon to do raids rather than lots of people. This means I can barely even do two-star raids, forget five-star ones with the fancy legendary mythical Pokemon. Sometimes I wish they would bring back legendary mythical Pokemon into research breakthroughs well we're in that camp you, too you buddy we, Joshua. yeah we yeah. we all agree we think so too which all-rounder pokemon would you suggest i should have on a raid team in general well this is kind of similar to the last question we were asked this one's a little bit more specific though i think we can actually answer this yeah. one directly how about you do three and i'll do three for for six okay. total all right okay, let's let's bounce off so that none of us get the same three that we were going to say to each all other right. you first 
Okay, uh, Meteor Mash Matter Gross. Okay. Giratine O. That might be controversial, Ooh. but there's a lot of psychic types in raids. Sky Attack Moltres. Mewtwo. Psy Strike or Psychic. It doesn't matter. Shadow Ball Mewtwo's not bad either. I, that's just true, but especially if you're going to like solo Machamps, which are tier three, which would be something he would really need to focus on if he can't do tier five raids and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, leaning into what you just said, though, Machamps are always good to have on yes. hand. They have lots of versatility. Okay. And the last one, Kyogre. It's yeah. Just, it's so strong whenever you need it. Yep. I recently changed to Surf from Hydro Pump and it changed my life. Oh, it's so good. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It changed, yeah. changed my life. So yep. any number of those six are going to take you a very long way through everything up to tier three should be easy with a couple of each of those. Right. Right. Um, and just two quick shout outs that I think need to have honorable mentions um, for when you need an electric type. It, it pays to have a Raikou. It does. But if you don't have a Raikou, especially at lower tiers, a Luxray will do you just fine, at least for those purposes. And then Smackdown, Stone Edge, Tyranitar. Absolutely. Of course. Yes. Yes. Just don't want to not mention them because they deserve to be mentioned. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to the email from Joshua. Sorry for the long email. I hope you are staying safe and well. Joshua, P.S. Thank you for answering my Pokemon sword query on the 100th episode and directing me to Smogon, Kyle. I completely understood everything you said, but Smogon, on the other hand. Don't worry. I don't understand (laughs) either. You know how when people start to say, oh, yeah, this lead Pokemon, this is your anchor Pokemon, but this is your flex Pokemon. That's like half of the beginner language in Smogon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, that's okay. (laughs) It's like, this is your pivot right here, but also he's a really good revenge killer. And then, but he has so much flexibility because he can have like this, this, and this item. But then you also need a hazard. And like, oh my God, there's so much information in Pokemon. I can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's just move on from smoke on. Let's go into the next email. Thank you, Joshua. (laughs) Appreciate it. The next email is from Zach. What's up, Chris and Kyle? I'm noticing too many Chris and Kyles. I'm just saying. I've been listening to the show for, well, according to this here Spotify, almost a year. Crazy how time flies. Been meaning to write in for a while and tell you guys how much I appreciate the show. I played Pokemon Blue and Red when they first came out, so it's a franchise that will always be close to my heart. I started playing Go when it first came out, but life got kind of crazy and I lost track of it until August of last year. I had a couple of things responsible for making Pokemon Go fun again. I got my girlfriend to start playing, and she has become equally addicted to it. Hunting for Pokemon has become one of our favorite ways to spend quality time together. We just did our first GoFest together, and it was awesome, but more on that shortly. GoCast, you guys are awesome, and you bring a fun and friendly energy to every episode. Listening in each week helps me stay motivated and reminds me to have fun with the game, and that there's a bigger community out there, too. Thank you both for an awesome podcast. Oh, well, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yes, happy that you're leaning into the goal setting, by the way, from the sounds of it. (laughs) Okay, on to more recent events. I'm excited to hear about other people's GoFest experiences and wanted to share my own with you all. Day one. First day was fun, but I was struggling with the shiny luck or lack of. Meanwhile, my girlfriend picked up a shiny Swablu, then Dratini, then Machop, then Gible, (laughs) then another Machop. Oh, no. (laughs) Two Ponytas and a Growlithe. (laughs) This isn't an isolated event, though. In her first few months of playing the game, she caught a shiny Gyarados and a shiny Charmander. Yes, I'm convinced she has shiny witch powers. True. Sounds like it. Yikes. 
that's just, I'm sorry about your lack of shinies. All is well, though. I found a shiny Scyther that day. Woo! And day two had bigger and better things in the store. Ooh, okay. Day two. I was excited about this one. I've thoroughly enjoyed the Team Rocket takeovers, and I dig the Shadow Pokemon. I was pumped to grab the Shadow Birds and pick up my first Dialga and Palkia to boot. Shadow Mood 2 looks amazing, and Victini has a cool animation that I'm excited to take some pictures with. Hard stop. We forgot to mention, Shadow Mewtwo has a custom shadow animation. Yes, he does. And it is so cool. It's a good half compromise to what Shadow Mewtwo should have looked like. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You can count on me to be the the pessimist. We all know this. You know what? I'm not going to argue that. I mean, you're right. But the lightning is cool. It's pretty. (laughs) It is good. Don't purify your Shadow Mewtwo. We talked about this. Unless you care about it for collection purposes or how you want to flex it but also if you forgot to do it on day two make sure you mark your shadow legendary pokemon so that you remember to tm frustration off of them at the next next opportunity yes back to the email though as the day rolled on i was still struggling with my shiny luck i decided to try something i made victini my buddy for good luck almost immediately after the switch i found a shiny alola marowak one of my all-time favorite pokemon from this year's go fest pool heck yeah I would later go on to pick up a second one along mm-hmm. with a non-shiny hundo. All right. Thank you, Victini. You have earned your title as the victory Pokemon. Oh, I love that. By the weekend's end, I had picked up 20 new shinies, seven on day one and 13 on day two. Oh, that's that's pretty good. That's yep. pretty good. Double the shiny the next day almost. Yeah. The list goes two shiny Vipers, Durant, Carvana, Squirtle with Pikachu visor. Two Quillfish, two Alola Marowak, Chansey, Swablu, Tallboy, Sableye, Alolan Grimer, Snover, Bulbasaur with Visor, oh, Ponyta, Scyther, and two Jigglypuff. That Scyther is such a weird addition. I know. I mean, that's that's a that's a full odd shiny right there. Mm-hmm, just, sure just is chilling in the middle of everything. Uh-huh. So in summary, it was an awesome go fest. I imagine some people will be disappointed. The remote raids were messy, and I had a couple raid passes wasted by glitches, so that was frustrating. Expectations were high, possibly even too high. Shiny luck, that that is very true. Shiny luck is not a guarantee for everyone, and it was hard to feel connected to the worldwide community while also social distancing. That is true, but you make the best with what you can. Mm -hmm. For me, none of these things really mattered. I won't remember the glitches, and eventually I won't even remember what legendary rewards were obtained. I'll just remember that my girlfriend and I have an awesome time driving around, getting excited about shinies, catching some legendaries, and singing our favorite song, Swablu by Jack's Mannequin. Yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, it's a play on Dark Blue. Oh, I don't know the song, but it makes me Uh, groan anyways. You know, (laughs) hey... uh I don't want to. I don't want to dive into it. I also don't want to reveal that I know more about Jack's mannequin than more than, than what I just revealed. <laughs> Sorry for the novel, but again, thank you guys for the awesome podcast. It adds a lot of value to my own Pokemon experience, and I appreciate the heck out of you both for that. Hope you both had a phenomenal Go Fest. Well, well, that was quite the email. <laughs> Zach sounds like yeah, sounds he like... Uh, made it out like a bandit in that last day yeah. for sure. It sounds like he had a. A great time regardless. Seven shines in the first day is it's not, you know, the greatest, but that's a solid yeah. solid number. 
And even though, you know, separated from other people and distancing and stuff like that, you got to play with your girlfriend from the sounds of it, right? So that mm-hmm. sounds awesome. I mean, you still got out and still got to spend some time. I was very grateful to have my sister on day two. Um, we were able to, you know, socially distance any large park on day one with several friends. But day two, I would have been alone otherwise. Mm-hmm. So having even just one person with you, if you're able to swing that, makes a big difference. But I think even still, we talked about this before. I know I mentioned it earlier on in this episode, but several of our friends that played alone reported great success all the same, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But thank you for the email. Really appreciate it, Zach. This next one is from Splinteris. Hey, GoCast crew. Just wanted to throw you a quick but almost essential email. Over the last two months or close to that, I've been dealing with battles with depression. I think the majority of what brought it on was due to not only all the new things dealing with the global pandemic, but also the state of our country and world dealing with serious social justice issues. Not that I'm trying to blame anything or any one instance, but I know I can't be the only one who has been stressed out from all the world's happenings. Uh, This has affected my drive to play Pokemon Go and various other things I like to do. I know it's been addressed on the show before, but it's been a while. So if you guys don't mind, help me remind others that it is okay to take a step back and take a break from things around us to help realign our focuses on what we value and brings us joy. Stay cool and hydrated out there. Gym leader Splint Terrace. So while this is kind of like a, a a big tonal shift from what we were just talking about in the previous emails and the rest of the show and stuff like that, Splinteris brings up a really good point, especially, I don't know, Kyle, about you, but I'm still feeling this past weekend. Even if you're still feeling a little bit overwhelmed about everything, there's a lot of stressful things going on around you. It's important to have goals and improve and stuff like that and and keep the motivation going. But it's also important to catch your breath like Splinteris is saying. And I, I think especially like the week after GoFest, mm-hmm. that might be a, a good time to put the phone down for a few days. I know yesterday I was not checking Pokemon Go at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think just one of the, the big things that I take away is that it's okay to take a step back from things that you do like just to make some space. Because right. sometimes that's just what you what you need. Sometimes I'm not feeling like playing Pokemon Go. Sometimes it's goes to the back burner because I just need to think about other things, take care of myself type of thing. <laughs> and for some people, that can be playing Pokemon Go. Maybe that's their way of reacting to everything around them. Yeah. But that's not going to be everybody's way. Right, for sure. And I think the important takeaway from what you just said to highlight, it's different for every person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't feel bad about putting it down or anything else down or making space or time for yourself. Thank you, Splinteris. Appreciate the email. And now for something completely different. <laughs> the next email is from Cress. And they said, hey, Chris and Kyle, it's an email. I always imagine Kyle singing this in my head every time. I did that just for you. You made that happen, Cress. You made that happen. (laughs) From Cress. I'm writing you guys because I wanted to share my first GoFest experience and what a doozy it was. All right. Some of the highlights include catching 11 shinies, including two Tangela, one Seviper, one Quillfish, one Unknown. I'm so jealous. Yeah, me too. I wanted a shiny Unknown so Yeah, neither of us got even one of them, man. And two Machops. Rocket leaders being at a more manageable difficulty. Normally, they kick my butt every single time. Remote raids were a blessing. Oh, man. Shout that to, like, the heavens. True. They made that first day so much better, too. They did, yeah. (laughs) Overall rewards of Shadow Legendaries with good stats. No shinies, but good Shadow Legendary is better than a shiny bad one, right? Depends. Yeah, yeah, sure. Depends how you feel. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. I don't know. I, I might 
Look, I can't say I might want a, a bad shiny. I already have multiple shiny Zapdos that are just bad. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Still not shiny. Moltres, though. I mean, I feel like every single time we used to do this thing when we would hang out for every single community day together, but it'd be like, you know, shinies, let's check for shinies. Everybody like, oh, well, my IVs are bad. And we're like, well, that's the rule. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the shinies <laughs> are going to have the bad IVs. If they don't, you got lucky. It's just how it goes. Yeah. Some salty bits, though. No luck finding shiny Zangus, Alola Marowak, or Chansey. Cue me <laughs> rocking back and forth frantically in the corner, muttering the Pokemon theme song. Yeah. That Alolan Marowak, what an opportunity that was. I'm sad I didn't get one either. Oh, I'll keep doing the raids with you. I need more. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Niantic thinking of trying to dupe us into spending money on cardstock and printer ink cartridges to print out stuff. Who are they kidding? Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, they're, they're talking about all of the, the paper craft and stuff they had on their yeah. website. Oh, that's funny. And wanting the goodie box they sent you guys. Oh yeah, the, the, we got a little goodie box. Kyle and I both did for being press uh, for the event. Essentially, got some some cool little things in there. We got a T-shirt. We got the T-shirt. That was pretty cool. Some some sunglasses. We got Niantic branded sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty neat. A new lanyard, which is good because the one that I currently had my car keys on, very busted, <laughs> broken even. So uh, nice, got a new one. It's cool. Thanks for saying that, Niantic. Really appreciate it. You got your box, right? I did. I got it the day after GoFest. <laughs> Have you tried on your sunglasses? No, not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wear glasses. I'm never going to wear sunglasses. But True, you know. true. A little bit more to the email, though. Can't wait to hear how it went for you two. All the best, Cress. Just yes. just rewind the episode we, we, we talked yeah. about earlier. You, you can listen to it twice. There you go. <laughs> P.S. I listen to you guys without fail every week. Sometimes the same episode multiple times because it's interesting. Would you consider doing a video episode of your podcast sometimes? I'm curious what you guys look like. Well... Well, let we me have, tell you. <laughs> well, okay. So yeah. First, we have considered the video episode of the podcast. It's definitely on the table mm-hmm. in discussions, although nothing concrete yet. But aside from that, in the meantime, while Kyle and I are still figuring out the video episodes of the podcast are something that we want to pursue, every single Thursday night, just about, um, we do a live stream where you can see our faces and we're playing the Pokemon game main series game series uh, kind of in chronological order. We did red version on YouTube and we switched over to Twitch and that's what we'll stay. And now we're currently working through crystal. Um, but that information should be on our website and in our show notes as well to our Twitch stream. So if you want to pop by and say, hi, Chris, we'd be happy to have you, but yes, to answer your question specifically about the video episodes of the podcast, like Kyle said, we we're, we're talking about it. It's not, it's not, not a possibility in the future, but thank you for the email. Really appreciate it. The next one's from Mike. Hi, Chris and Kyle. I'm a first-time writer. I've been a listener since about episode 15. I have to say you guys are awesome. No, you're awesome, Mike. <laughs> I listen every week while at work, and it's the one day I look forward to hearing what's new in Pokemon Go. I've been a player since July of 2016 and hit level 40 February this year. Well, congratulations. Yeah. This game is an activity that our whole family enjoys. I never thought my wife would get into this game as much as I am. She just hit level 38 last week. My son is level 36 and my two daughters are level 35. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Quite the hardcore uh, playing family you got there. All mid 30s or higher. That's awesome. It's nice having our own little raid team. I'll say we have a great discord group here in Spring Hill, Florida. Besides 
besides your show in the trainer club on YouTube, which I hope you guys get to interview him sometime, thinking about it for sure. He's definitely on the list. That's where I get all my info. How did your GoFest experience go? Mine was awesome. First time ever doing a GoFest ended up with 14 on day one and 17 on day two. I'm assuming Ooh. that has to do with shinies. Yes. Yeah. Shiny me out after the events. I'm not counting. That's three, though. Now <laughs> I got all the ones I wanted except my shiny tall boy. Ah, next time. But luckily, my son caught three and traded me one. Oh, there you go. For Aww. one of my shiny Sneasels, which I've caught at least eight of them during the winter event. Oof. Ain't that the truth? I also didn't snag the shiny Durant, but my wife did. So at least one of us did. My question was, did either of you have any issues with gameplay during the event? Uh, the, no. The first hour, maybe like hour and a half, there was some pretty bad connectivity issues yeah chris wasn't around for that bit but after that it cleared up for the remaining you know seven and a half hours yeah it was pretty stable throughout the day i think our game didn't shut off yeah no no not at all um i'd have to say the friendship hour is very frustrating i missed out on a lot of rare candy with this event i was unable to open or send gifts during the first hour of friendship it couldn't even get through 10 of my friends during Ooh. the second hour well that's a bummer um, the worst experience was when my wife encountered a shiny gibble and used a golden raz and ultra ball to snag him. And he fled after <gasps> one ball with a CP of 44. It was absolutely baffling to me. Needless no. to say, she was very upset with that experience. And none of us no. ever saw another shiny gibble throughout the rest of the event. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. That and is heartbreaking. Was. I'm sorry. Yeah, usually when that happens, I always check my inventory because sometimes like they just set, pretend decent, that they ran. Yeah. But I'm assuming y'all did that. I'm so sorry. That's heartbreaking. Um, I had some issues with raids. I did a Dialga raid, and after defeating him, when I got down to my last few balls, he suddenly disappeared off my screen with a network error message and was unable to catch him because the time ran out. I had this happen to oh, me, too. Yeah, that's, that's happened to me. Um, I did end up getting one using my last remote rate pass. I'm hoping they come back to raids again. I think they will. Um, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was hard doing raids because we were all afraid of missing out on shinies and we wanted to do rocket stops, but didn't because of the no shiny phobia. Other That's than these it. experiences. Yeah, I think your your point about too much to do on day two is ringing true for a lot of these a lot of these folks. Other than these experiences, I felt the event was awesome and worth it for the fun my family and I had. My second question is, what was the most unexpected event during GoFest that you're most excited for? Mine was getting Rotom from the photobombs my first photobomb was a three star 2045 cp oh that's impressive thanks for the great content to keep up the great work hopefully you all hit your goals and racked up that stardust and shinies your spring hill listener mike okay so now the question was what was our favorite moments from the day unexpected unexpected moment oh the double gibble yeah yeah it's double gibble it's not even a question no i (laughs) i almost I almost wanted to cry when I got the first gibble. I was so happy because yeah. it had not been the greatest day for luck for me. There was a particular moment that also has to do with shiny gibble, but it wasn't me catching or anybody else actually catching the shiny gibble. We were walking around for our last lap at the park for the last hour, which is where we got the shiny gibbles. Just saying. But before that happened earlier on in the lap, we were all kind of pointing out gibble so that people that were using uh, third party accessories could turn them off if they wanted to have a chance to catch it. Right. Instead of catching it by accident. And so somebody yelled gibble. And so all of us like were checking it. And Ryan, who who met up with us, said shiny. 
And we all turned around with like daggers in our what? eyes because we had to be like, are you kidding me? And he turned his phone around and it was a shiny unknown instead. And we all just yes. like fell over laughing. <laughs> We're just like, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh, you can't do this to us. Like yeah. that, that's good. Good for you. But oh my God, we thought you had a shiny gibble and we were all just like losing it. It was so funny. That actually <laughs> reminds me, my favorite, like most excited, unexpected event related to the shiny gibble as well. I got the first one. We were all sitting on the lawn, really, you know, spread out and everything. And I got it and I exclaimed. I was like, no way. And Chris is like, get out. And everyone is groaning and saying, leave. And then across the street, a horse just neighs. And Chris is like, see, even the horse doesn't want you here. And we all just died. It's just hilarious. The I'm never going to forget was that. Uncanny. We're all like, no, get out of the horse in the distance. Like, it was so good. <laughs> oh, man. Man, did we just reveal our hand that we had horses nearby where we were playing? Yeah, we were in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's good luck. You can find a lot of horses in Illinois. I'm just saying next a lot of people have horses you know, like next to their parks, right? Anyway, yeah. um, P.S. Forgot to tell you we're all on Team Valor. I know you'll appreciate that, Chris. I do. Ooh. Yes. Hashtag Valor forever. Thank you for the email, Mike. It sounds like you and your family had a great time. The next email is from Kevin Red Bull. Hey, Kyle and Chris. Kevin Red Bull here. (sighs) How are you guys after virtual GoFest? I'm tired. 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 I had a fantastic time, and Kyle was wondering how I'd fare after playing. Well, I didn't manage the full 20. 16 and a half is close. Me and my friends had such an amazing time. Everyone was mutually disappointed they went with a surprise rocket takeover as the big reveal for day two, but we still managed to make the most of it. Thanks to GoFest, I also accomplished my goal of 523 rare candidates this summer, hitting well over 600. Oh, wow. Um, with, hey. With like, with like two months to go. I bet, Congratulations. I bet sinking all that rare candy into something is going to feel great. Mm-hmm. I hope you have the stardust. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny galore, stardust amassed, and memories made. It was a fantastic time. We will definitely be yearly GoFesters now. Yes. Two big questions before I go. Will there be a race to level 50 as all level 40 trainers will start at the same spot? And will you join? And more importantly, what was your favorite shiny of GoFest? Have a great day. I can tell you with a wholehearted passion, there will be a race to level 50. And I will not be taking part. I will start and then I'll realize how outclassed I am in the first couple of days. And then I will, I will acquiesce. (laughs) Chris Chris and I personally know some extremely hardcore players. And we also tangentially know of players who are like twice as hardcore as those players. So sometimes, you know, know your limits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I know where I am in the pecking order. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, that being said, Kyle and I might compete against each other. Yeah, when depending. when new generations come out, we we give ourselves that no rare candy rule and we kind of go after it for a while. That's fun. Yeah. Depending on, I guess, what the requirements for racing to 50 will be, if it's approachable, it could be something to look at. But yeah, but the favorite shiny of GoFest for me is Alola Marowak. 
I was Oh, really? So I don't I mean, Gibble is better, but I was so happy when I got the Alola Marowak because it was at the start of the day. So immediately this weight was lifted off my shoulders and I'm like, "Oh my <laughs> god, I'm so happy. I'm shaking right now." True. True. Um I think aside from Shiny Gibble, um Shiny Execute was a really big win for me. I love <sighs> that Shiny. I was yeah. looking forward to it. So there's that. Thanks for the email, Kevin. Really appreciate it. This last one's from Mitch. Hey, Chris and Kyle and not shiny Gibble. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know where this is going. How are you guys? Me? I'm sunburnt. My feet hurt. My storage is at 3,000 of 3,000. (laughs) This weekend was great to me. I got all of the new shinies released, which is awesome. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Most notably, I got four shiny Tangela and finally clutched the blue Alolan Marowak. Wow. I didn't. He's purple. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, purple, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Purple's, purple's got some blue in it, right? It does. It does. I'm just hurt. Yeah, That's yeah, all. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he'll make it up to you the rest of the meal. All right. <laughs> I didn't realize how ambitious my goal of 50 shinies was. Neither did we. <laughs> Neither did we. <laughs> uh, I ended up with 24 and I feel super lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I did get my shiny shadow finally as well. Cliff, not my girlfriend, Sierra, was good to me. <laughs> I got my Dragonite. Prim, my first shiny ever to Ultra, so I can soon switch to either a Honda Rayquaza or a Honda Latios. Which do you guys think I should do next? Oh, so between a Hundo Rayquaza and a Hundo, and a Hundo Latios? Oh, come on. Oh, I, I think that's an obvious choice, at least for me. Rayquaza. Rayquaza, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Like, how, do you, how, do you not, how do you disrespect Rayquaza like that? Gotta, right. What gotta, don't do him dirty. Right. As we look to the future, I realize I'm going to miss most of the Ultra Unlock stuff as I'm going to go on a camping trip starting the 1st and ending the 11th of August. From there, I'm off to school in New Mexico. I'm bummed, but also excited to disconnect for a little bit. Thanks for all you do, you beautiful go-casters. Shiny vibes all from Mitch, also known as Cook's Gravy. He's also a patron. Hey, buddy. I'm sorry to hear you're going to be missing for the 1st and the 11th. Uh, Maybe you'll be able to take your phone with you and maybe just... Open it once or twice and catch a couple of things, and then yeah, hopefully away. have some reception or something just to check it out at the end of the night or something. Yeah, use an incense. I mean, the first through the eleventh, I'm assuming some sort of run to a grocery store will be made, so you'll probably have to go and you know <laughs> go into civilization for a little bit. Maybe who knows? But hopefully you find some time, Mitch. But that sounds awesome. Sounds like you had a great time at GoFest. Thanks for the email. Well, if you, dear listener, would like to send us an email, such as all of these beautiful, lovely people did, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the gocastpodcast. Take a look and follow our Twitch stream at twitch.tv forward slash gocastpodcast. And if you'd like to help support our show monetarily and get some cool stuff like access to a patron exclusive discord you can do so by going to patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash go cast podcast the lowest tier one dollar a month gets you access to the patron exclusive discord and stuff like that uh, we do pvp tournaments we hang out there was just so much remote raiding happening this weekend it was really fun that raiding channel was going for like well all day <laughs> especially the second day the second day everyone was like send me your raids it was popping off it was gibble central it was awesome <laughs> yeah um but if monetary support isn't the cards for you it's just not your way of doing things you can still help support us quite a lot by leaving us a review on your favorite podcatcher service such as apple podcasts or stitcher or wherever else you might be listening that has reviews 
possible. I know Spotify, I keep saying this every week, but Spotify should have it soon. They keep saying that, so I'm going to keep saying that. Oh, well, we'll see when it happens, I guess. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the show. So we got to do one more thing. I know this has been a monstrous episode. We have one more thing to do, and it's setting goals for this week. Mr. Kyle, on this break of a week in between events before we go into ultra unlock and a community day and all that stuff what are you going to do this week to kind of unwind and yet still make some progress okay so for this week i'm gonna finish what i started has it been a year yet nah i started it in like october right something like that oh you're asking the wrong person I don't remember november when started it was this. november because in october we had the ghost event which is when we got Cofagrigus and your mask added to the game. Oh, true. Break. Okay. Yes. So it was after that because I'd already had some. I'm going to max my Golurk. It's going to take more rare candy than I'm willing to admit on this episode, but I will tell everybody next episode <laughs> when that okay. happens. Postmortem, the, the rare candy spend. It's going to hurt. That's but funny. It means I finally can switch buddies to somebody I want to be walking. Well, you haven't grown like, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Stockholm Syndrome with your Golurk. You're not just best friends now. No, no. I'm best friends with Spiritomb, though, because I walked him for 900 kilometers. <laughs> for 84 years. Yes. <laughs> um, to counteract maxing that out, I want to get at least 200,000 Stardust because that'll drop me below a million maxing out the Golurk. Okay. And also, it's a it's a slow week for me, probably, in Pokemon Go. So I just want to make sure that I hit all of my my daily my login stuff, make sure I do my my research and catch Pokemon spin stop just to stay on top of that because I probably will not be playing a lot this week due to the exhaustion from the weekend. True. Fair enough. Okay, so I've got Max Golurk, 200,000 Stardust, and then finish your streaks. Basically just kind of play every day a little bit. Yes. Okay, awesome. I think that's pretty solid, especially for a week off. That's good. For me, I'm back to the maxing game. Since I have all this Stardust now, I guess I have no excuse. Max a Masquerade. That's next for me. I want to get to 375 on my hero medal. I'm currently at 340, so I have to do 35 rocket grunts and slash or balloons, which is pretty doable. I think if I'm uh, vigilant for the balloons, I think I can get at least a little close there, maybe one or two days of extra effort. Who knows? And then 300,000 Stardust, just because I don't want to drop below a million. If I don't have to, I like staying there. Seems like a good, healthy amount of dust. And that's all it's going to be for me this week as well. And that's it for us, trainers. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this very long episode. We hope that you had a great GoFest weekend, whether you were a ticket holder or not. The world was abuzz with Pokemon Go energy. And uh, thanks for listening all the way through. If you made it this far, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.